What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 40. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. Dude, here's the thing. Uh-huh. The PSI Love You intro is yeah. the best podcast intro ever made. Not just video games, not just kind of funny. I'm Damn. talking about any podcast ever. That is a challenge. What a stat. That's hard. That's I mean, mm-hmm. you're just coming out there swinging, and I appreciate it. You know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say you're wrong. I'm just going to say I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, so I don't know. It's <laughs> number one. It's All you need to do is listen to this one, you know. Exactly. Tim, yeah. mm-hmm. how the hell are you? Look at you on PS I Love You XOXO. Look, look at me with this brand new PS I Love You XOXO bomber jacket that is coming out soon, I promise. Did we ever find out? We called Joey that one time on air, and she said she had a meeting that day. Yeah, there's there's there's, there's a lot of like COVID. It's COVID. That's really sure, it. Sure. There was the plan. The plan went wrong. Uh, not on our side, just on manufacturing and all that stuff. But it is coming soon. I hear it's coming in the month of October. All right. But either yes, way, it's you. great. It's Bomber great. Jacket. Look at the insides. That's red, red. baby. That is mm-hmm. red. That is. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, usually we're joined by the new face of video games, busting out of OEA Junior. But today he's got dental stuff to do. Mm-hmm. So that's why Tim is here to step in and talk to me about all things PlayStation. Because this is PSI Love You XOXO. It's your weekly PlayStation podcast where we get together and nerd about out about all the things PlayStation. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where, of course, you can get on the show with your questions, your Patreon producers, your questions, your comments, your concerns, and everything else under the PlayStation sun. Of course, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can get the show ad free you can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every week and of course you could be just like ryland well ryland the lou cameron uh demetrius newell and everybody else watching live on patreon.com slash kind of funny games when we record it monday afternoons however if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe each and every week on Tuesday to get the show. It's chock full of ads. Fuck you. Go to Patreon if you don't want it. No post show and all that jazz because that's where we do it over there. But you understand. We appreciate you. We love you. We support you. Mm-hmm. Of course, housekeeping, you could be like our supporters and go go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and be like our Patreon producers, James Davis, a.k.a. at James Davis makes Jeffrey PPPPP long Julian, the gluten free gamer, Sancho West Gaming, James Hastings, Tom Bach and two, four, eight, eight, three, five, three, six, nine, nine. Does that ring a bell to you? Does that ring a bell to you, Tim? No, no, it does not. Well, it's time to call this motherfucker and find oh out. If you God. remember. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, here's where it goes. Here's where it goes. If you remember multiple PSI Love You XOXOs again, we read this, and it was when Get Healthy with Hiram was one of our Patreon producers. He put his email address there, and I made a whole to-do of like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I think I called somebody out in the chat that they should, if they, they should put their phone number in. And then in the chat, I remember going by and saying, all right, Greg, I did it. But I don't remember who it is. So oh, for the man. record, we're going to find out. The, this is the only right time. Now. This is the only time this will ever work. You can all put in your phone numbers and social securities from here on out for your Patreon name. We won't call another one, but we will call this one to see what the hell is going on and who I the person this. was who answered the call. Let's see. It's ringing. Oh, man. 
The best part is I have to yank the phone away if they don't answer. You know what I mean? Because this is just their phone number. The yeah, suspense is so real. You have reached the voicemail box of two four eight eight three five three six nine nine. At the tone, please record your voice message. When you are finished recording, you may hang up or press pound for more options. Two four eight eight three five three six nine nine. This is Greg Miller on PSI Love You XOXO, and you fucking blew it, buddy. I respect the balls it takes to listen to me say, "Oh man, you should have put your phone number in as a Patreon producer." But then I take that respect back by a half measure because you didn't answer a blocked call. Thank you for your support on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. You're the only person we'll ever do this for. Never will it happen again. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to phone call you. I love it. I love that, it. that voicemail is going to come through and they're going to answer and go, motherfucker, motherfucker. Yeah. Why didn't I just pick up the block number? It wasn't. Oh, my God. Uh, wait, a uh, quick question here. <clears throat> so we read that phone number out. Mm-hmm. Like, do, mm-hmm. we want, do we want to do that or? They, that's what is, they asked us for. Hey, if you're a Patreon producer and you, you when you, we say, what do you want to be called in the show or whatever? You put in your phone number. What am I supposed to do? That seems like a mistake. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, it was. But it was a mistake that we appreciate. Thank you very much for your support. You, okay, you think it was a, why was game. it a mistake? Well, because now I imagine people are going to listen to the show and be like, well, I'll give him a, tr- a call. See if he's, will answer the me. fan base in the world. And I'm sure that he's going to get all of Top's 15 phone calls. And then next week, next week it's forgotten. And next week we won't call him again. Best friends out there. Real. You hear that? Take that as a challenge. Oh, God. Kevin, come on. Kevin, Always see, has to be a if challenge. If I could take away a gold star, I'd take away a gold star for that. And that's not you can't. <laughs> I can't. I made up my own rules on that one. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of PSI Love You XOXO is sponsored by kindoffunny.com slash extra life. But I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with Tots. That's right. Topic of the show. Tots, 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 Tots. Now, Tim. Yes. I'm glad you're here for a number of reasons. Number one. My have first you ever- time. First I was going to say, in two volumes of PSI Love You XOXO, have you ever been on here? In the old PSI Love You, I think I was on one or two episodes. I don't think I was ever just a one-on-one. I think it was always me being added to talk about Crash Bandicoot or something. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, think this exactly. is my first time as just a pure co-host. Yeah, exactly. Usually, I think because you've been on even this iteration, volume two, you've been on like the the post, post shows and all that. But this is like, real. I don't yeah, think I've ever had a tots, 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 tots. Tots, tots, tots. Well, I picked one inspired by one of my favorite podcast hosts, Tim Geddes. Thank you. All right, because it wasn't too long ago on one of that there kind of funny games cast available, of course, each and every week. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. At the end of it, you asked, "So, what is everybody's hype level for next gen?" And it was a smattering of conversations with you, me, Imran, blessing all this stuff going on. But I felt like we didn't get into the weeds of it today. I start gathering up all the PSI Love You stuff, all the news you need to know about, all the stuff you got to have for the show, have it all packaged together. And obviously, we, and I'm sure we're going to involve it here after we get into this topic even. It'll blend into the PlayStation stories, the X's and O's of what's been going on. It started got, got me thinking of, you know, being so as close as we are right now, right? It, basically, you know, with a few days, one month away mm-hmm. from the PlayStation 5's launch. I want to know straight up, Tim Geddes, not next gen, not new consoles, PlayStation 5. How excited are you for the PlayStation 5? I am honestly as excited for the PlayStation 5 as I possibly could be. 
And now, okay. like, there's some words there that uh, that you know need to be defined a little bit. And I think it all just comes down to where I'm at, what my age is, how many video games I've played, how many mm. gen mm. generation mm. launches I've seen. Where it's just like, in my opinion, this launch is about to give me something spectacular uh, in the form of a slam dunk of Miles Morales yeah. and in the form of Demon Souls that I'm interested to dabble in. I can almost guarantee it's not going to be something that sticks with me, but that's the type of game that is so gorgeous looking that I at least need to try it out. I at sure. least need to see what this next gen experience looks like. And that to me is exciting going into a new generation on top of all the convenience talk that we've had forever. Like I'm very excited to be able to take my PS4 out of the, the console I have and just have my PS5 and be able to, to go forward with that. I'm excited for the dual sense. I'm excited for playing cyberpunk, even though I plan to do it on PC. Like I'm excited to see how all of this works and try to just keep it on PS5. Now, I guess like I am as excited as possible. The thing is I've been in this industry long enough on this side of it, that it's, it's not like I can't sleep because I'm waiting for the GameCube to come out. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, but it's like, if I was a little kid, I would be that excited about the PS5 because I think the PS5's launch right now is everything we could have ever asked for from a console launch, which is, hey, exciting experiences that are exclusive to next gen and B, here are uh, anything that you're looking forward to on the current gen is going to be better on this next gen right out the gate. You say if you were, you, you know, you're you're not dealing with the you can't sleep, you can't stop thinking about it, yada, yada, yada. You bring up, though, if you were a little kid, they would be that way. Do you think that's still the case? Because before I let you even answer it, I'm in the same boat as you, where I'm obviously excited for PlayStation 5. I obviously can't wait. I'm right there with you. You know, for me, it is what does the OS look like? What, how how snappy is it? Well, you know, we've seen the load times we're going to talk about, obviously, the influencers from Japan and the YouTube videos they put up. We know all of that, but trophies and backwards compatibility and the games I'm already playing, running, but blah, blah, blah. I'm excited for all that. I can't wait for all that. You know, at night when we're playing Avengers here, me and the friends, we're talking about like, oh man, it'll be nice when we have PlayStation 5 and, you know, blah, 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 and it can go so much better. But as we move towards an industry that is more like the iPhone, where there are these iterations, where the machines are, you know, going steadily upwards every few years even, and now where we're at this, generational gap where even if you were on the fence or didn't get your pre-order in for playstation 5 you're going to be able to play miles on your playstation 4 does it really matter to you one way or the other xyz do you think the same excitement levels persist that it, it is like you i you know you you go to gamecube i go to ps2 where you know sitting there with that egm cover to cover all the time waiting in line nine hours freaking out to get it home playing madden and being like it's so real do you think if we were that age right now, if I was still in high school, sophomore in high school, or I guess it was a junior in high school, right? Nope, senior in high school, fuck them old. For a PlayStation 2, would I feel that way about PlayStation 5? See, that's that's my thing. Uh, I mean, you say for me it was GameCube, for you it was PS2. It was PS2 for me as well. I just was too little of a kid that had no shot. Like, getting a PS2 wasn't even a, an option that when it first came out. There's that year difference, but I was able to, like, gear up and try to get a, to, to get a GameCube at launch. I was equally excited for PlayStation 2. We've talked a million times about the EGM issue that broke into all the, the launch details of the yeah. PS2. It's like, that was my Bible for a long time. Like, I was so stoked. The idea of a PlayStation 2 was so cool. I think the idea of a PlayStation 5 is equally cool to, to kids. And again, I'm talking about kids. 
as you get a little bit older, it's still kind of, you know, video games are different. They're just a lot more prevalent in people's everyday lives and they're a lot more mainstream. So you bring it up the iPhone thing. I think all of that is true, but I just think that that is also speaking to a subgroup of, of gamers that is on the much more hardcore side that cares so much about the UI and how snappy it is and trophies and all that stuff. That is a much smaller fan base than the overall that I think People might not agree with me about this, but even though you could play Miles Morales on PS4, I think the fact that you can play it on PS5 and there's a PS5 version is a very enticing, exciting thing to people that are like, oh man, and it's on the PlayStation 5? Like, it must be better. So I need to get the new one instead of it just being like, oh, it's an it's a incremental upgrade. You know, sure. it's like, I feel like it's, it is a real generation. And I, we're talking about people that aren't into stuff and giving a shit about what xbox or playstation said about generations in the marketing we're talking about people that are going to see that a playstation 5 is in stores yeah and when they know what that means right that does carry mm-hmm. weight that it mm-hmm. is the next thing and i'm right there with you like obviously cross-gen games aren't new we've seen this plenty of times before you can look back you know ps4 or ps3 to ps4 and so on um there still is that idea that i you know it's i when we, it's what we were talking about this for uh metal gear solid 5 right and it was that idea of like, I have no fucking idea how it ran on PS3. Did anybody play it on PS3? No, like you played it on PS4. That's what you did. And granted, but that was a miracle. Like that that example of Phantom Pain was a miracle where it's like, I've, I've went back because I was so blown away that that was a cross-gen game because I was like, mm-hmm. how? This game, Fox Engine is a goddamn miracle. And I've watched yeah. YouTube videos of people breaking it down, even the PS3 and 360 version. And it was very, very impressive. Like that is a rare exception. Also not a launch title. I exactly. think that's a, that's yeah, a yeah, yeah. thing. Whereas like this, I'm so excited for this gen because we're just it's gonna be seamless of transferring over. Whereas last PS3 gen, it was like there were PS3 games still coming out, which meant my PS3 still had to be hooked up. Whereas right. here it's just like we're being able to, to move on. Back the, the with the PS2, it was like you know, there's a PS2 moving to PS3 with uh God of War 2, right? Yeah, it's like there was so many like caveats and stuff of like, well, you need certain PS the certain PS3 to be able to play it. Um, and it's not going to play better. In fact, there was a lot of buggy things with PS3's back compatibility. Whereas like now it's like, hey, man, you should be excited for next gen, even for this gen games. That alone to me makes this more exciting than the PS3. Well, that's for me. I mean, in general is why I'm excited. I still find myself most excited for PlayStation 5, not for Miles, which I am excited for. Not for Sackboy, which I am excited for not for the launch lineup as much as the convenience factor of it and what it means for the games I'm already playing. I think it speaks to where the industry is in 2020 that for me, it is this idea of like, and it's for me, obviously fuck. Yeah. Like Avengers Uh, I'm playing borderlands right now, getting ready for more borderlands shows coming up. And it's like, man, this is great. But I also know that borderlands is, you know, next gen uh, upgrade for free or whatever. When, when, or I don't know if they said it's launched, but whenever it comes out. Right. And it's like, Yes, I want the games that I've already invested 50, 60, 70 hours into to just move over here and be better, like you're talking about, or using the God of War example, right? Not just that they play there, that they run better. Yes, because they're a next-gen experience. Like, that's what next-gen is offering. And I think that that is so cool and exciting. And it it seems like something it's not exciting about because you can write that off as, oh, well, I can just play them on my current gen. And it's like, yeah, you can, but they play better. (laughs) You can do that. They play better on the other machine. And to me, that's what next gen should mean, right? It's like yes. you're getting a better tech experience. And I've always been an early adopter when I can. I, I care about tech and I really 
like to see things get pushed and, and, and new advancements and everything that I'm hearing about these SSDs. I'm like, yeah, great. I've been playing the hell out of Crash Bandicoot 4 and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 on my PlayStation, and I have very little to complain about, but how much nicer would it be if the load times were cut even more? It'd yeah, be fantastic. It's like just like it's not like it's an issue, but in Tony Hawk, getting from stage to stage, if the load was five seconds instead of 15 seconds, it'd be real nice. And that stuff adds up over time, right? Let alone yeah. the fact that we know we're getting next-gen titles. And that's something that I feel like isn't being talked about enough when it comes to just the PlayStation 5. Because I don't see how anybody could not be stoked out of their mind for what we're about to get with this system. Because this is the first time... I, I can't even remember a time. Like, just comparing this to PS3. Or, sorry, PS4. <laughs> God, it's crazy how far we are this how old we are and how many we're getting a playstation 5 like that yeah seriously think about that like that is so nuts uh that could actually be the same egm page just turn the the thing the other way the two the other way uh but i i love that we know we're getting launch titles of significant meaning with miles morales and demon souls not to mention astro uh bot and Sackboy. Sackboy. right that's a whole bunch we're also getting a whole bunch of third-party games. They're going to play better on a PlayStation 5 than a PlayStation 4 by a significant margin. But then we also know that early 2021, we're getting a whole bunch of amazing PlayStation Studio games, let alone late 2021. That's a whole year that we know we're going to get Ratchet and Horizon and God of War. Yeah. Like That promise is more promising than anything we've had previously. Let's look at PlayStation 4, right? Cool. Kill Zone at launch. And then it was like, oh man, when's Infamous gonna come? All right, cool. Infamous the came. window, yeah, the window. But that's but what's the window for this, right? Oh, I know. It, I it's, know. it's a it's a lot more promising. And then we also know beyond that, which is the craziest bit of it all. Like I, I mean, Greg, PS4 was your your beat during all this this happening, yeah. right? Like, what was that for the the first year of the PS4? Because to me, it was Bloodborne that was even later. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean that—that's what's again not. I feel like when you're to answer this question, because when you asked me on Gamescast how excited I I am for next gen, my answer was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm ready for it. I'm excited for it. But again, I, it's not that I can't sleep. It's not that I can't do this. For me, even though it isn't, it, they're you know saying it's this generation shift, which it is. But for PlayStation Five, it is this iteration of what I already have, which is what I want. I think even when we went from PS3 to PS4 the half the excitement of the playstation 4 was playstation being like we're making this easier to understand this won't be the ps3 in terms of cell processor sure but in terms of the xmb right we're bringing big icons to the screen we're making this things feel stylish we're making this thing feel polished and so there's this back and forth with oh man why haven't they shown the os of the playstation 5 yet which i agree with and for the record that blog I have to imagine is imminent at any time could drop any day, but maybe this is outdated by the time you're listening to this on Tuesday, it's already been dropped in somewhere. I still don't imagine the OS, the home screen, the live area being so radically different than the PlayStation four, if that makes sense. So it's like, I feel like the PlayStation four was such a stride forward in terms of ease of use, polish, all these different things in terms of just panache and what it looked like when you played it, that 
PlayStation five, I'm expecting to be better and cleaner and different, but like not drastically different. Like, I don't think we're moving that far away from it, but I'm interested to see, but it's back to what you're talking about is that since we're not blowing things up the way they've been blown up before, it is going to be this, you know, knock on wood, seamless transition into this next gen that feels, even though it's next gen is going to hopefully still feel like the current gen I've been playing on. It's the evolution. It's everything evolving into this, which is what I want but also is hard to quantify in the same way it was a big deal when I went from PS1 to PS2. And like, mm-hmm. it was a big deal to have, oh my God, this thing, you know, can play DVDs too, and it can do this, and it, it's completely different. I don't expect this to be completely different. I just expect it to be markedly better. Yeah, and I think that that is equally exciting. It's just, it's oh, yeah. just different. And like, it's honestly, different excitement, yeah. even going from the PS3 to PS4, it's like going from the uh, cross-media bar over to whatever just the UI is for PS4, it's like, it was different. I think that alone is the thing that is that people are like expecting, looking for. I don't really know, and I, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be different. Like the PS4 kind of just it works. Like we don't don't fix what isn't broken, right? Yeah. And I keep it I think, simple, stupid, right? I don't want you to overcomplicate this like the Vita. Like I don't I, want oh, bubbles. I, I don't totally. want any of this shit. I want it to mm. just even if it looks exactly the same. Great, make everything cool. run better. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that they're going to. And I agree with you that at any moment they're going to drop it on the blog. This if there's anything we can learn from this last year of how these consoles were marketed is that we don't know everything. Like we we can sit here, we can talk about it and we can have our opinions on how they do every single thing. But it's not until later that we look back at it all and we realize like there aren't many patterns that we can follow. Because so many things with how both Xbox and PlayStation are dealing with stuff right now don't exist in the past. This is a new time. This is yeah. a, a new era. And for it's surprising to me that we're somehow still looking at the things we don't know about the PlayStation and being like, oh, do we not know this yet? It's like, well, it's pretty clear that at any moment they're going to put out a blog post. We're going to get it. And then everyone's going to go, oh, cool. And then move on. On to the next it's thing. Not, yeah. It's not like they're hiding stuff from us. It's not like it's like this crazy like – insane thing every single time that we've had a question about stuff eventually that question's answered and we're just like oh playstation did it <laughs> you know yeah and like that's cool that's fine whatever that's not exciting but that's just the reality of this and and i think that you know they obviously know that they have a lot of smart people over there that are that are working on all this and they're going to get people excited for the things they need to be excited about uh it's interesting. We were talking about like our levels of excitement, how they're there, but not like what they used to be and yada, yada, yada. As usual, uh, the PS, uh, I love you, XOXO audience continues to be the best audience uh, I've ever worked for. Uh, I put up a tweet today driving them to the Patreon responses with like an hour to go till showtime. I was like, hey, late thing, but how excited are you for this? People jumped in and it was resounding how excited people are. Uh, Ryan Talby wrote in and said, uh, patreon.com slash kind of funny games, said, Greg, you have no idea. I'm checking reset era every day, thirsting for the small of details i can scrounge up i've barely played my ps4 after beating the last of us because i just want to play everything on my new shiny and please god quiet box do i want more info yes do i already have 650 dollars worth of shit pre-ordered and paid for yes bring me the playstation 5 love that yeah (laughs) Yeah, totally and it's a, sorry, just real quick. I can bring up Last of Us. I think it's a really interesting thing. Like going back to what I was just saying about like we don't know anything, and you know everything that we say gets outdated the moment <laughs> we do know something. This yeah. generation is. I can't believe if we were to look back at Games Daily and Games Cast uh, and any show that I've been on, like the amount of things that I, I said this year 
that if I were to hear myself saying back, I'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> like, that's crazy. Totally. But that's just how fast things have changed and how much has happened. Remember when Last of Us 2 was supposed to come out early this year and then yeah. it got delayed and then somehow in that delay it got delayed again and there was a moment where we didn't know the date and it was just like, are they just going to hold out for the PS5? Like, yeah. that was a real question that we had real conversations about. And as soon as that happened, everybody's like, oh, well, it makes perfect sense. Just launch a day and date with the PlayStation 5. And, and, and then they came and, back and like I, two weeks later. Like, oh, we just pushed it back two, two weeks. We're like, oh, okay. And, and it's like, oh, okay. And then that happened. And now that was, I mean, I want to say half a year ago. That's not true. But like, you get my point. It was a Last of Us came out a while ago. And yeah. since then, like, whether or not you look at the couple months it's been as a while ago, Sony PlayStation Studios has put out other amazing hits since then <laughs> like that's how just crazy this playstation life cycle has been that like last of us 2 wasn't even the last major playstation title right that yeah. came out before the ps5 so it's like i totally get what ryan's saying here where it's like man it is an exciting time to be a playstation fan and especially with the ps5 coming out it's like pre-ordering this thing is you're pre-ordering stuff that you know you're gonna like like there's not there's very little question. The thing he's like, do I have a lot of questions? Want more info? Yeah, he's talking about what we just talked about about the UI. He's not talking about what games are am I going to play. He knows what yeah. games he's going to play. Uh, Antoine wrote in to patreoncom slash games just like you can and said, "I'm at an 11. The launch lineup looks incredible. The first year is going to be even better, and the convenience of the SSD are especially welcoming after waiting through long loads during Genshin Impact this past weekend." All that said, I might be the most excited for the dual sense, which I think has a chance to totally change how uh, the feel of how we play. Tim, that's the one thing we talk about all the time. PlayStation 5. Oh my god, the OS, trophies, miles, yada yada yada. You are and I don't I don't mean this in a, a jo joking sense at all. You are particular about controllers. You have strong opinions about controllers all the time. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? The first thing you wanted when I got the Xbox Series X hooked up and showed you on the thing, like show me the controller. Like, how do you feel about the controller? What is your read looking at the dual sense, not having held one? My honest read is that it looks more similar to an Xbox controller than my feeble mind would like. Because uh, mm -hmm. I have always, I've always loved the dual senses or dual shocks, and uh, sure. I know that that is not the popular opinion. But the thing to keep in mind for me is, I am very much a fan of rhythm games and platformers at the the forefront of my gaming tastes, and both of those are very D pad dependent. Yeah. So that's why I I've always kind of like gravitated towards liking the D pad up there, liking the quality D pad that's there. Uh, I think the dual sense three and six access were you know issues, and they they definitely were not fantastic controllers but the dualshock 4 is fantastic i love it and yep. uh but having said that i i love my xbox elite controller i have the series 2 of that and i'm really into it it feels real nice even though i'd still at the end of the day prefer my dualshock 4 and i think that says a lot because yeah i think that lot. definitively the elite is better but i prefer the dualshock what do you Seeing think you this, prefer about it is it is it the light or just the form factor or the weight it's the form oh, factor, right. I think. It's the way that my hands kind of wrap around it. And again, yeah. like if you were to ask me like what my favorite controllers are, I like GameCube's up there because it feels good in your hands. And the Xbox controller just never has an Xbox controller. Any of them have never felt right in my hands. Um, but having said that, I, I'm very excited and I'm not writing any of this off. Like uh, we've gotten to a point that the Xbox controller is by no means bad. It's fantastic. So it's like I can still prefer one or the other, but they're both really good. Uh, but I think that the dual sense, just from looking at it, seems to not have that ergonomic feel that I like personally, mm -hmm. but I might be wrong about that. So we'll see because the look of it, that thing is sexy as hell. 
that's the thing about it. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait to get the controller and get solid gameplay in with it. Even if we are to go to PlayStation tomorrow and get to, which we're not, by the way, this isn't a tease. If we get to go down there and play the PlayStation 5 stuff, that'd be awesome and great. And I'd have, you know, whatever, you know, at first blush impressions of it. But I'm excited to sit here for a week and feel what that thing's like and see what, and that sounds so stupid, but see how much I like it on my coffee table and what it looks like. And it looks like it's got a good heft to it. It looks like mm-hmm. it's going to fit my hands really well. But I'm with you that like, I love the DualShock 4. Like, I don't ever think about it. I think that's always the thing. Is if I don't have to think about the controller, it's a good controller. And yeah. I don't can't remember the last time I thought. And granted, it's we're PlayStation gamers talking on a PlayStation show, talking about PlayStation, the fifth one now. But, like, I can't think of the last time I held a PlayStation controller and had to think about what was going on with it. I know. I can tell you it was the PS3. Like, the 6-axis Oh, 6-axis, yeah. When it felt like a toy, it felt like it, it felt was like going to float it away. It was so light and so it was terrible. And it's like, but that was a real issue. Weight yeah. matters to a controller. And yeah. I think that, that one thing that I will totally give the, the Series 2 uh, Elite controller is it is hefty in a in a way that makes it feel premium, man. And uh, compare, like, I've had to, we did our Halo playthrough recently youtube.com slash kind of funny games and uh i for most of it used my uh elite controller at some point the batteries died and i I was struggling so i just had to grab another one from from up there just a normal xbox one controller and the difference is stark like it is like oh my god that thing feels too light and granted i was directly comparing them like so i felt it even more uh but anytime i'm holding the dualshock 4 i'm like oh this is nice could it be heftier could it feel more premium it definitely could so that's something I am excited about about the DualSense is I, it looks a little bit more premium. Uh, but the problem I have with the DualShock 4 that I do need to think about constantly is battery, where yep. this thing dies so fast. And I don't think that the DualSense is going to solve that. Uh, but I hope that it does. You know, and, I think it's going to be markedly better. Have, the, have the, we not gotten that battery life on the DualSense? I mean, w- sure. But like for how long? And at what point is then it not going to be acceptable because our entire standards of what we expect have gone up, right? Especially with this thing being USB-C, it will fast charge. It will charge faster, so it's going to be less of an inconvenience overall. Um, But all that stuff adds up. I'm just really excited to play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater on this console with this controller because <laughs> that to me is the test and like again, I a lot of what I just said about my taste on controllers are very particular to me, but there's always I've given controllers the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater test. That is a Twitch gameplay thing that involves the D, heavy use of the D-pad, heavy use of the the shoulder triggers and uh, face buttons. All of them being used very quickly, very constantly, and it's never played better than on a PlayStation controller. So I hope that the the DualSense stacks up with that. Yeah, there's like there's no official battery life from it. There's statements uh, that'll be strong and it'll be better, but are they focused on it or whatever? I'm looking at uh right now. I'm pulling from Sammy Barker over at Push Square. Sammy does a lot of work over there. Uh, he's got this uh, thing. I think it's off the PlayStation blog. Yeah, the quote reads: "We took thoughtful consideration into ways to maintain a strong battery life for DualSense's rechargeable battery and." to lessen the weight of the controller as much as possible as new features were added. DualSense has been tested by a wide range of gamers with a variety of hand size in this goes on. So yeah, they're aware of it. You'd think they would. That's honestly, I think the biggest downside of the DualShock 4 is how quickly I like, I'll do that thing where, you know, I have two in uh, rotation at any time. And it's the thing of when I finish, you know, playing uh, games from my normal period at night, uh, the first thing I do is put it right back on the dock and pull the other one out. So the next day when I come to the table or the chair, I can jump right back in and go because it is that thing where they wear down so damn quickly. 
but yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, my thought would be, and it's always been that, you know, is the, the lights helping drain it or whatever, which they've gone through and done different things in terms of intensities. But then for dual sense, even not having that bigger of a light area for it, having it come off the touchpad, you then get into the haptics and the triggers and the rum, you know what I mean? And what all that's going to do and how much battery that is eating up as you go. Yeah. And I will say that for as bad as the DualShock 4 battery is, which I do think is pretty bad, it's not that big of an issue. Like we're no. just at a point where things are pretty good for the most part and I, I think that if if i got dualshock 4 but slightly better quality of battery from the dualsense and USB-C, so it charges faster than the micro usb right. and it's more standardized so it's just like higher quality better cables you're able to use all that stuff i'm like all right cool it's already fine we don't need it to be much better but it would be nice and there is an expectation especially with everything that this generation's pushing and what makes the ps5 special um i i'm looking forward to it and I, I hope that it is a I hope that when I first play with the DualSense five or DualSense, I'm just like, yes, Nailed I it. can't, yeah. I can't wait to play seven years of video games with this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the nanobiologist wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games to answer our question of how excited he was for the PlayStation five. He writes, honestly, I'm looking forward to it, but I wouldn't mind if Amazon delivers it late. There's some great games coming out on it, but just being, but it just being two days after Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs Legion's next-gen updates come out, those are going to take over my time. In other words, there's just going to be too much to play right now, and I know I am a lucky person to be financially stable enough to afford one at launch. I just know I'll be distracted for a while with playing some next-gen versions of games first on PC and Xbox Series X, but... That security and knowing the faster load times for PlayStation games is right around the corner, right there is good to have. Mm -hmm. So again, I think falling into that thing of, and it's interesting to break it down. I should have, for past Greg, I should have put in here how old you are. Because I wonder if that is a thing of what the breakdown is. Obviously, or not obviously, if you didn't know, kind of funny, uh, best friends tend to, tend to trend older so i'm not thinking we're talking to a bunch of 13 year olds but if we are hey 13 year olds uh <laughs> but it's still interesting to know how that all shakes out for people and what they think and what they're expecting for uh joey rodin joey not our joey uh joey Marazzo writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says i'm not as excited as i was for the ps4 probably because of the launch lineup besides miles and Sackboy, there really isn't anything that i need to play I will most likely replay Crash 4 just to have something to play, and while that's fine, it isn't the ideal situation. 2021 is, 2021 is close, and COVID uh, has had a big part to play in possible game delays. But if there were some concrete plans in the first three months, that would give me more excitement. See, that one I can't agree with, and it's back me to neither. what we were talking about, right? Of like, the excitement is putting this under your TV and it being the box. And even if you are waiting for a game that's current gen to come out, it's going to run better on this thing. It's going to play better. It's going to load faster, let alone the fact Crash that... Crash 4. Yeah, Crash 4 performing better, right? But let alone the fact of, even though it's not confirmed, where is Ratchet & Clank? Is it in those first three months? The way they talked about it when they were like, oh, no, it's launch window. It's coming quick. Makes me think it's in the first three months of 2021. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's super exciting. And I just, I... Again, it, it gets weird because, like, I don't like using words that sound accus accusatory or, like, more negative than I intend them, but it's just like I just think as gamers we're spoiled at this point. Like, look 100%. at this. Look at this year that we we're having. Like, look at the amount of games that we've already gotten this year that are game of the year quality. That in many other years, any single one of these would be like, oh, this is obviously the game of the year this year. But this year, it's like, oh man, there's a whole bunch, and we're not even done. There's still games to come that are probably going to be in that conversation. So I think when we're comparing apples to apples of playstation launches 
I can't imagine being like critically if you're actually trying to put these things next to each other and I'm not talking about putting your own personal stories and like memories and all that stuff. I think that this is objectively the best PlayStation launch we've ever had. Mm. And I'm counting launch at like in any way you want to define launch, whether it's launch day, launch year, launch window, window going up till March or yeah. first year, any of those. You're forgetting, of course, about the PlayStation Vita. I'm not. Uncharted, Golden I'm definitely, I'm definitely right. not. Yeah. Hot shots. But what? Golf. Always a great game. You know. Dude, what are you gonna say? I, I'm not. I'm not saying that the other PlayStation generations didn't have good to great launches. The PSP had a fantastic launch, especially if you were into like third-party titles. Luminous, uh, baby. But, uh, so I had Luminous. It had Tony Hawk's Pro Skater or Tony Hawk's Underground Two Remix, which was awesome. It had Twisted Metal Head On. It had like a whole bunch of games that were were fun and worth playing. And there was what was it? Untold Legends. Is that what it was? Legends. The RPG on PSP. Yeah, that came I out. Bought that, mine late. I forget. That was like launch late, window I mean, right after it. or something. But uh, anyway, it's like that had a great launch. And uh, PS2 obviously had what it had. Here, well, no, here's I the thing. I about what I said. No, no. I, for the record, I agree with you. I and I know that sounds if you're you know because now it's hard to sit there and go. What were the launch lineups, right? Because you think of what these libraries became. Uh, our friends over at GamesRadar.com, uh, Josh West, put up an article that I've got. This is my second time bringing it up on different shows uh, where they actually did. How does the PlayStation 5 stack up against the rest of the consoles, not including the Vita, not including the PSP? And so as a quick rundown, right? Uh, Josh has here. PlayStation launch title, September 9th, 1995. Air Combat, Battle Arena, Tushin, uh, Tush. Toshinden, uh, ESPN, Extreme Games, Clique, the DNA Imperative, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, Power Serve 3D Tennis, The Raiden Project, Rayman, Ridge Racer, Street Fighter the Movie, uh, Total Eclipse Turbo, Zero Divide, PlayStation 2, Armored Core 2, Dead or Alive 2, Dynasty Warriors 2, ESPN International Track and Field, ESPN X Games Snowboarding, Eternal Ring, uh, Evergrace, Fantavision, Gun Griffin Blaze, Kessin, uh, Madden NFL 2001, Midnight Club, Moto GP, NHL 2001, uh, Orphan, Scion of Sorcery, Q-Ball, Billiards Master, Ready to Rumble Boxing Round 2, Ridge Racer 5, Silent Scope, Smuggler's Run, fuck yeah, SSX, fuck yeah, Street Fighter EX3, Summoner, Swing Away, Tekken Tag Tournament, Time Splitters, Unreal Tournament, Wild Wild Racing, X-Squad, PS3. Blast Factor, Call of Duty 3, uh, Genji, Days of the Blade, uh, Madden NFL 07, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Mobile Suit Gundam Crossfire, NBA 07, NBA 2K7, Need for Speed Carbon, Resistance Fall of Man, Ridge Racer 7, Tony Hawk's Project 8, Tiger Woods PGA Tour 07, Untold Legends, Dark Kingdom. Okay, stop there. Four. Stop there. Okay. Stop yeah, there. I'm stopping. Stop. Just that was the looking, ba- looking back at all those, let's yeah. have a discussion. Sure. PS1. I would argue inconsequential. Sure. I mean, Street Fighter, the movie, great game, but I agree. Yeah. I'm not saying there weren't great games there, but like, I don't think that any of those are going to, you know, that's not, people are going to defend that. Who's going to contend? Who's going to, yeah. Who's going to contend, right? Yeah. No. PS2, I will give more credit to than I thought, just because there is quantity there where it was a little bit for everybody. And the games that I played on it, I guess I made a couple wrong choices. Time Splitters was amazing, but I didn't, I didn't have access to it. I mean, first of all, I didn't have a PS2 at launch, but my friends didn't have Time Splitters till later. 
So that was like a, a hidden gem that, that sure. we learned about uh, later in the life cycle. But it being a launch delight. title, it was a secret delight. But that's I want to give a shout out to that. And obviously, there were fun games there. Smuggler's Run. Fun game. Not Smuggler's a great Run I enjoyed. I enjoyed quite a bit. But, but a fun game, right? Fun SSX. game. Yeah, no, no, no. I, you know, I never game. went back to it. Fun game. Yeah. And I, so I, I want to give a shout out to the PS2 for having a good variety of sequels to franchises we're familiar with and love and a lot of new IP that ended up actually being really great and starting awesome franchises. And that's the thing is like, you know, uh, PS1, I was I came to very, very late, as are most people know, I think. And then PlayStation 2, yeah, I bought launch right there, ready to go. And the memories I have of that were your traditional launch of a console, which it was. This is so cool that I have the PlayStation 2 and I can watch DVDs and Smuggler's Run is good enough. And I like and I I bought Silent Scope and returned it the next day for Madden. And it's just like there wasn't this like I'm playing it, it was like what we've talked about of just like you had it, but there wasn't stuff designed for it. That was like what it was all about, right? And and before you even go on, I because with this conversation, I think there's something really interesting that like that's still cool. That's still a worthy experience of just having oh, yeah. a new cool thing. And, and it is the shiny toy effect, but like there's enough things that are sparkly to to you know keep you interested for long enough until you start questioning it. Uh but with that though, I feel like there's a lot of these games and we, we have the the ability to look back at how things were how we they were leading into it how they actually were and now how we look back at it and i think when it comes to next gen a lot of the conversation is the looks how does it look and there's it sometimes consoles launch with games that we look at it are like how do video games look this good how is this possible and sure. there's other times that are like well games are going to look better later it's the, it's early in the generation like we'll, we'll have to wait and see what it can do at later times and i think that going into ps5 with where we're at Already, the ray tracing in Miles Morales is like, oh shit, that's what it can do. Sure, this is we're starting at a place that's wowing us, and and Demon Souls is another example of we're looking at this like, oh my god, that looks great, and it's like, yeah, we can imagine how much better it's going to look at the end totally. of this, but yeah. like right now, the graphics are exciting and cool. And looking at the the PS2, I think that there was somewhere in the middle of that where it was just like, oh my god, it's it's like significantly better than PlayStation One, but pretty early on, it was like a Hmm. When's Final Fantasy X going to come out? When's Metal sure. Gear Solid Two sure. going to come out? You know, like it took Eventually, a little. When's bit. GTA going to come out? Yeah, and then and then and then that as well. Yeah. Uh, so okay, sorry, sorry to keep distracting you. PS. No, no, you're not distracting. You're having a great conversation, and I agree with you. And I think again, like as we read through these lists, and you think back, and maybe I'm just old, but I think back to being excited to get these consoles. I think again, it comes to to compare it to PlayStation Five before we even get to the list of games. Back to what you said earlier, we're spoiled and not spoiled rotten like we're horrible people, but spoiled to the fact that think of all these launch lineups and how there's maybe a title or two for you in there. But now think of the PlayStation 5 and again, the games you already play, whether it be Destiny, whether it be Borderlands, which I looked up, by the way, and I didn't get back to the they have not confirmed if it's launched or not, but you some probably in launch. But you, that, uh, you know, whether it'll be Avengers, whether it's going to be whatever game you're already invested in or just something backwards compat that'll run better and look better like you have all these different things where you're not being shaken out of, oh man, like in the old days where I had to trade in everything to get the new console because mm -hmm. what, what did it matter? Like, you know, my stuff isn't, my Genesis stuff isn't going to work on my Saturn, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas like now it's like, oh, well, cool. Everything I already have and love will continue to work on this for the most part and be better. And, and, and it, actually, before you get to PS4, I want to make a statement about the things previous to PS4 and then how PS4 later has worked because I think there was a real... I have to clear the floor. Tim Geddes from kindoffunny.com has a statement to make. Yes. Uh, there was a real shift that happened with the launch of the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, where when you look back at the previous generations of, of 
video game consoles, specifically just PlayStation and Xbox, there wasn't really this fight over third-party titles of there's a standard understanding that Need for Speed Underground is going to come out on both PS2 and Xbox, right? The Xbox is going to look a little bit better, but that's it's not enough to be like, you got to play it on Xbox. It was just kind of like GameCube, PS2, and Xbox got third-party titles. That was just kind of it. it. It wasn't anything really exciting about that. And when the consoles would launch, they would just launch with whatever third-party titles were coming out at that time. It was just a different time where exclusives really mattered in a way that I think we kind of lost around the, the PS4 era in the beginning, in the very beginning of launch time. Because I think that once we got to the PS4, it was the first time in a long time that the Xbox and PlayStation were launching at the same time, which meant there was a – the launch lineups were filled with the Assassin's Creed and Call of Duties and, and games and franchises that function in a way that we didn't have in previous generations you know previous generations what were what were the annualized iterative games it was madden and tony hall of honor and 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 yeah like that type of stuff which is very different it seems similar but it's very different than like a call of duty yep. nowadays right yeah, because yeah, no, of, no, no. because of multiplayer because of the ecosystems because of all that like having a, a certain lineup of games day one is almost expected you expect assassin's creed you expect call of duty and if they weren't there that would be crazy right but the fact that yep. they're there it's expected that we're about to get these games that are expected to get at least 8 out of 10, probably 9 out of 10, maybe a 10 out of 10, right? So there's all that. So then the, question, then the question becomes, what, what else is there? And that's when you have to get into, like, not just launch titles exclusives, but, like, real ones. PlayStation 4. November 15th, 2013. Again, still reading from GamesRadar.com. Uh, Great article. Uh, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, Battlefield 4, Blacklight Retribution, Call of Duty Ghosts, Contrast, DC Universe Online, motherfuckers, uh, FIFA 14, Flower, Injustice Gods Among Us Ultimate Edition, Just Dance 2014, sorry, uh, Killzone Shadowfall, Knack, Lego Marvel Superheroes, Madden NFL 25, NBA 2K14, Need for Speed Rivals, Rezogun, Sound Shapes, Super Motherload, Trying to Complete Story, and Warframe. Not a bad launch lineup there, Tim. I mean, I, look, I'm it's not, not – You're right. It's not bad. It's really not bad. There's, there's no questioning that. It's not exciting. It's like I look at that and, like, again, what I just – the point I made of, like, this was the start of the generation of – expectations of there being assassin's creed and call of duty and sure. all that stuff that's not exciting it's standard and it's there and it's something we can't just pretend didn't happen but like there was a lot of games there but it kind of reminds me of the ps2 but with the exception of with ps2 what i said of like oh man look ssx went on to be a thing time splitters went on to be a thing and granted we're talking about a, a different time right but with this it's like there aren't really too many ips there that like it didn't start anything new it didn't like the, the PS4's launch is not indicative of where the PS4 ended up in the way the PS2's launch was, right? Yeah. And on top of that, it's like, yeah, Resogun was great. Yep. Smaller title. Of Again, course. don't want to take away from it, but it's like, cool, you had that that indie darling or like smaller title darling. And then there was Killzone, which like is already starting at a mid-tier first-party IP, right? Yeah, the, the, the Killzone audience loves Killzone, and outside of Killzone, they don't. Or the outside of the Killzone audience, people don't truly love Killzone. When this was well, the one where it was the reviews were like, "Hey, it's not brown like the other Killzones. Maybe yeah. you want to try it, or maybe totally. you totally miss it, and nobody ever cares to talk about it again." 
But compare compare that to Miles Morales. That is hold on, we're getting there. Don't skip. I know, but but just just jump. It just is I for know. everyone, right? Like, yeah. and obviously not everyone, but I mean, like, it's for more people than it's not. And Demon Souls, which is oh, we're tiling into the hardcore, you know, in a way, yeah. the Kill Zone was kind of just that's for those people. Let us show you what a first-person shooter exclusive could look like. Let's show mm-hmm. you what that kind of bells and whistles would be. But again, you have shooter, excuse me, overload already with Battlefield, Blacklight, Call of Duty. Right mm-hmm. there. The, you know, in the, alphabetically, three of the first four games are shooters. You're like, all right, whatever. And shooters that aren't relevant now. We don't yeah, look back at that and we're not, not talking about those. In, in a way that, like, I know it's early, but, like, I, I can see people at years from now still talking about Miles Morales and, and still talking about Demon's Souls sure so and then yeah playstation 5 launch lineup uh november 12 2020 assassin's creed valhalla astros playroom demon souls destruction all-stars dirt 5 dmc 5 special edition godfall madden nfl 21 marvel's spider-man miles morales sackboy a big adventure watchdogs legion yeah it's a good lineup and, and that's the now, thing of like but, we talked about this sorry a, a key thing is that's not the full lineup like that's the launch day lineup, but like the reality is, Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs, or sorry, and uh, Cyberpunk, are both part of this launch. Sure. Yeah. Right. Cyberpunk is the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk's part of this launch. Yeah. Assassin's yeah. Creed is. I I led with Assassin's Creed. Assassin's oh, Creed was my mentioned bad. in my the bad. launch lineup. Okay. okay. No, it's fine. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, don't yeah. worry. Don't worry. But, Assassin's yeah. Creed is in that same thing as Assassin's Creed Black Flag was. Where when I think of the PlayStation 4 launch lineup, I do think of Black Flag because I mm-hmm. played so many hours of Black Flag. But it was on other things. It was on PlayStation 3. You know what I mean? It was a game that had different versions you could go play in different places. So it kind of becomes what you want to play of it. And, and that's my thing. Is I don't think that that's a bad thing. Like, no. just the fact that it's on other consoles or whatever. It's like, is there an exciting reason to play it on this console? Is is it? And, like, even just it being the new consoles, a reason enough. I it agree was that motherfucking I, touchpad. Remember, you can move the uh, map around. Very cool. I, I do think that when we look back on the PS4's launch, Assassin's Creed Black Flag is the title. Like, that is the standout. And that's what I'm saying is, like, I think that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is just going to be one of the amazing games coming out on the PS5's launch. Like there are going to be multiple standouts. I think, and that's what, you know, you're driving at and talking about. And I agree with you at when you want to look back at these other launch lineups that we've gone through and you want to talk about, especially where we are right now, which is, you know, always talking about Sony's stable of first parties and their second party relationship where they are have people making exclusives for them and so on and so forth. When you look back at PS1 through PS4, what are the launch lineup exclusives that we're still talking about that are not defi- PlayStation defining or anything, but are still a major part of those generations right like we wouldn't look at the launch lineup for ps4 and, be, and you wouldn't talk about man let's talk about the pestork uh, uh gorilla did in ps4 we would talk about horizon we wouldn't talk about shadowfall mm-hmm. shadowfall wouldn't even probably be mentioned right like that's totally. i think the argument you're making we're making right now where again you know we're talking based on what we know from spider-man ps4 what we know of insomniac in general what we know about playstation like miles morales i expect to be fucking amazing like I these, no are, these are expectations and if they yeah. are not met that is going to be a major fucking problem and this is going to be looked back at as like one of the worst launches ever right yeah if yeah. they ruin that type of goodwill that they have going for them but the fact that they have two separate things playstation studios with demon souls and uh spider-man 
like two or exclusives. Times? Remember, they don't own. Sorry, Bluepoint. exclusives. Yeah, no, no. Like, this yeah, is this right, is strictly right, so right. the comments aren't like I can't even listen to this argument. Yeah, but but with that, it's like there's two shots that they have that we both expect them to knock out of the park. The thing about right. it though is, I I expanded beyond that. Beyond where I you go from, yeah, that I expect them to knock that out of the park. I also expect big things from Sackboy's Big Adventure and Astro's Playroom. So not, true. So not, true. I don't expect them to be ten out of tens. I don't expect them to be that kind of thing. But I do expect, hey, here's a Mario 3D World Sackboy to be pretty fucking dope. And mm-hmm. we're I, I want to bring it in eventually. Here we keep tiptoeing around it and then pulling back up the reports about from japan of people playing the playstation 5 has had people going into astro's playroom and be like oh man this is more than just a tech demo this is more of a it is more of a collectathon 3d platformer like we had in uh, uh rescue bot rescue bot at rescue bot why am i blanking astro bot rescue mission thank you very much like ah, like the wheels all chunda i need more i need more bison but it, it's like disconnecting the VR from that and giving you that kind of platform experience and that kind of ingenuity and in how you do that. I think it's going to be interesting to see them fight each other, honestly, where it's going to be Astro's Playroom, the free game that's included in your PlayStation 5 versus Sackboy. Like, did Sackboy do enough to differentiate himself from just being paling in comparison to this? I don't know, and I'm ahead of myself on that one. But all four of those games I look at and go like, that's I want to play all this. All of those games I want to play, let alone this article I, now that I'm reading through it. Oh, I guess that's not confirmed. I'm trying to figure out what's going on in terms of uh, the other things we've heard. Oh, and then, yeah, Kina slipped too, didn't it? And so did uh, Jet the Far Shore. Um, so, yeah, this is what's confirmed. Um, yeah, like, this is a hell of a launch lineup. But then let's let's take that even further. Let's look at the third-party games. Okay. Do we expect Assassin's Creed Valhalla to be better than Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag? Huge question, Tim. Do, or at least equal. Where do you think it's just? Where do you think it's? Going I don't to know. I, I did that playthrough at UB Forward, or not at UB Forward, but around UB Forward. Where what? I played it for like four hours and stuff, and it was incomplete. So you didn't have the whole map and the whole world and stuff. I liked what I played. I'm worried about what I want out of that game. Of hey, it's it's a Viking RPG. Is that going to turn people off that just want more of an Assassin's Creed thing? Yeah, I, I, I based on what's happened when you look at Origins to Odyssey to this game, and especially this being the game after odyssey but from the origins team so they've and origins is beloved and what worked with odyssey and what didn't i'm expecting big things from this but i'm also expecting big enough sidesteps or changes maybe steps forward that it loses more the people who are already like oh this isn't assassin's creed anymore to still be like that you know what Mm -hmm. will review as and play as i don't know what did i play i liked a lot what i played it's on my list of shit i really want to play at launch so there's that and then watchdogs i mean i keep saying watchdogs i don't know why cyberpunk like, well, you watch that on the list, and we talked about it too. And they are trying to promote it around that, even though that comes out in October. And I feel like, but I still count mm-hmm. it though. Yeah, it, it, it comes out on October, but it comes out literally what within two weeks of the console. Yeah, something with, like that, right? 29th, yeah. Yeah, like that's insane. Less than two weeks. Like, we're talking days away yeah. from this thing yeah. launching that, like, you can wait to play watchdogs on the next gen console and it'll be a brand new experience for you and you'll still be part of the zeitgeist of conversation of that game totally totally but then then you have cyberpunk and it's just like that alone to me i'm just like again expectations we don't know the future i expect cyberpunk's going to be a slam dunk cyberpunk i think i expect will beat out any of the third-party titles from any of the previous generations launch titles whether we're talking about ssx or whether we're talking about uh assassin's creed black flag yeah yeah i mean that's the 
crazy thing about Cyberpunk is that you want to talk about a game that just has such expectations built up for it that not don't get me wrong i definitely think if anybody can meet them and exceed them at cd project red but that's a game that's been gestating so long and turning heads for so long that i do not worry but it's gonna be fascinating to get that in people's hands and if they have that kind of thing but i'm even like putting that into the launch lineup because i agree with you of like it's a launch it's a next gen launch game even if you are you can play it on whatever you want to play it on but i think most people are going to end up playing it on their new systems right it's interesting to be here after this long run up to it and have me still so jazzed for miles. Like that's the game I'm playing at launch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I have to pick one, that's what I'm playing. That's which it. It's crazy to talk about a game that cyberpunk has turned my head twice with uh, demos at E3s where I'm like watching, I'm like, how is this happening? I'm in this behind closed room watching this shit. How are they doing this and having combat that's this fluid and cool in a game that's an RPG that's this big and deep. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still down for the experience and I want to get to that experience, but I I'm still going to prioritize miles over it. Totally. A, a lot of people in chat I'm seeing are saying that I don't think the cyberpunk upgrade for next gen is going to be at launch. It's not, it's coming later, no, but no, still no. cyberpunk is going to play better even just with the boost mode Backwards or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's still exciting. And yeah, I wish that the launch, like the next gen patches and stuff were available earlier. That is a, a bummer, but that's what I'm playing it on PC which I'm lucky enough to be able to, to do with the, the settings that I want. But another interesting thing to talk about PlayStation with this launch lineup, and this is for the people that are getting PlayStation for the first time uh, with the PS5, or maybe welcoming back to the PlayStation uh, ecosystem, is this PS Plus collection. Sure. We're, these people, for I imagine that a lot of people that are getting uh, PS5 are also going to get PS Plus. And with that, you get all of these games, like so many first-party titles, that are going to look awesome next gen, that are going to load so fast next gen. Like, that's cool. That's exciting. And that's a day one thing that's just there. And like, sure, we can't compare that to actual brand new launch titles. But every time we talk about a Nintendo launch, we talk about what's available on the eShop. And I think that this is just such a perfect thing. Like, oh yeah, you get Miles, you get Demon Souls, you get uh, Cyberpunk, you get all this other stuff. And also, <laughs> you get all these games essentially for free. It's something that I think we actually look past a lot and don't talk about because again and especially on this show right you're the hardest of the hardcore playstation fans you're listening to a two-hour long play- podcast about playstation weekly and talking about all these d- deep dives chris from philly wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games last week actually and the question didn't get used so i've opened up the archives to get it and he says hi greg and blessing sorry tim this was last week so sony has finally done it they've convinced me to buy a playstation 5 after sitting out the PlayStation 4 Gen as a longtime Xbox fan and having been burned buying a PS3 at launch, 599 US dollars. What was I thinking? Maybe this was red. I don't remember. Uh, the new with news of the PlayStation Plus collection and Miles Morales digital. Oh, this is post show. That's where it is. I love it. We're doing it here with the news of PS Plus collection and Miles Morales Deluxe Edition containing upgraded PS5 Spider Man. I was in. I managed an order of the PlayStation uh, 5 Digital Edition and will be getting access to 95% of the PlayStation 4 bangers I missed and running better than ever on PS5. So I get to access two generations for 400 bucks. Sony is smart. I still plan on playing the majority of my third-party games on my Xbox Series X. Parentheses got my pre-order today. So with that, Sony is entering Nintendo territory for me. I have to play these tentpole games. They are amazing first-party titles, but with Game Pass and adding EA, I'm sorry, with Game Pass adding EA and Bethesda titles, I don't have a reason to pay $70 for a title for a third-party game I can already play as part of a subscription on Xbox. This is a weird generation, and I wonder how many people are like me. Much love from, or much love KF Crew, Chris from Philly. And again, that's a 
powerful thing that I think we all looked at and went, oh, that's cool, whatever. We were already buying a PlayStation 5. That's a move designed for Chris from Philly, a move mm-hmm. designed for people who, again, ding, 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 as I've said it a gajillion times, uh, guess what? They picked up Horizon on their PC, played it, fall in love with it, and they're like, shit, I do want to play Horizon uh, 2 when it drops. And I've heard all these good things about Last of Us and this, that, and the other, and yada, yada. Here they all are as part of this collection. Why not buy the PlayStation 5 and get them all right away? And I think it's also for people that aren't like that, the people that are like you, where imagine, I mean, look, granted, we just spent 40 minutes talking about how plentiful this launch is, so we're going to have plenty of things to do. But imagine if we took away all the launch greatness that we're about to get, and it was just this. This would be a fun launch where your fun new box, you get to go back and look at a bunch of old games or look at things that maybe you didn't give a shot, like Last Guardian. And it's like, you know what? Hey, I am going to try this out. And then maybe you fall in love with it. There's a lot of maybes there, but like there's enough options. There's enough games being added as part of this of a certain level of quality that chances are there's a game on there that you would love if you gave it a shot. And at the very, that's at the most. At the least, it's going to be crazy seeing these games with the the new features that the PS5 can offer. And just to have them there and have them available. And it's just like, oh yeah, just if you want, convenience. Awesome. Remember again, it's our, it's Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15, God of War, Infamous Second Son, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat X, Persona 5, Ratchet and Clank, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard, Uncharted 4, Thief's End, and Until Dawn. Bloodborne, That's a fucking man. hell of a collection. Yeah, Bloodborne, totally. Bloodborne's a game I haven't given a shot. Every once in a while, Andy and Bless have like almost got me to be like, I should give this a shot. And I know it's been available on PlayStation Plus before. I know that the, I could probably get it for dirt cheap somewhere. I know all of this different stuff. The fact is, this thing's going to make sure that I just have it. I don't need to think about any of that stuff. So if I ever have the inkling for a second, I'll be able to download it and start playing and just be like, oh, I'm already in. And especially you're talking about the inkling for a second. Again, even if so it's what you're talking about, even if you look at this launch lineup, you're like, I only care about Miles. There's you're telling me there's not two titles on this list. You've heard good things you want to try. Mm-hmm. Like you've ne- I don't I don't I've never gotten into a JRPG, but like Persona 5's here, and I know how much people adore that. Why not try it? That was generalized. I've obviously gotten into RPGs before, JRPGs before. But I mean, Final like, Fantasy 15's here, and it's just like I sure. imagine that that game for everything that it is, it had a lot of issues with loading. It had a lot of issues with just how it ran. And like, those have been ironed out over the years. So now not only are you playing the better version of the game, you're also playing it in the best way possible. (laughs) Or at least console wise. Totally. Um, Let's do what I call a smooth transition because this is an X's and O's uh, title for when we're starting to wrap up the big PlayStation stories for you this week, but it applies directly to what we're talking about. Kevin, hit the PS5 watch graphic. As I mentioned earlier, real graphic. Oh yeah, we're we're fucking professional around here in terms of asking (laughs) our our audience to do these things for us. Uh, uh, PlayStation Five influencers. (laughs) In terms of asking our audience to do things for us, we're super professional in asking for uh, people to send in things that they do, like the the bless who graphic or the bless up or whatever the hell it was for dreams. Uh, Anyways, bless your dreams. like I was saying, over in Japan uh, this past week, uh, Japanese influencers have gotten their hands on the PlayStation 5 in you know these YouTube gaming collaborations in these sterilized rooms where they get to hold the controller, see the system, and then play some stuff. Uh, there's a report uh, rounding up a lot of it from Adam Bankhurst at IGN.com. I'm going to read from there. Japanese media and YouTubers recently had a chance to go hands-on with the PlayStation 5, and their previews showcased the PS5's hardware, ga- hardware, 
games, including Astro's Playroom and Godfall, The DualSense, and more. AV, AV Watch was one of the Japanese publications that was able to test out the PlayStation 5, and even though Sony still wasn't willing to show off the PlayStation's UI, we did learn a couple of interesting facts. One of these is that Sony has made the decision to make the X the standard confirm button for all regions. In the past, Circle was always the button for Japan, or was always the confirm button for Japan, while in North America and Europe, X was always chosen. This could usually be changed in the menus, but it appears Sony Interactive Entertainment has decided to create some consistency with the regions around the world. It was also noted how quiet the PlayStation 5 was in action, which will be a welcome change from some how from how some of the most taxing games make the PS4 sound a bit like a jet engine. Furthermore, AV Watch mentions that the DualSense's buttons also make less noise when pressed, as opposed to the DualShock 4. Speaking of the DualSense, 4Gamer gave us a glimpse of how its new light bar looks with various colors, including blue, red, green, and purple. All publications touched upon how the adaptive triggers and haptic feedback feel, feel how quickly the SSD allowed games to be cut down to load times, and get you instantly back into the game. Uh, Tim, did you get to go watch these videos? Yes, and uh, we talked about this a bit on on Games Daily. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I think it's a good thing that there's going to be some standardization and consistency in how these buttons work. Uh, I do think you should always be able to change your control schemes and, yeah. and all of that. But I just think that this is, has caused more harm than good in the past. And there's examples like Amaron brought up, like Final Fantasy 15, where this actually did cause issues uh, between American and Japanese. You're talking audiences. about the yeah, the difference between X's and circles. Yes, uh, but I, I think that it's, uh, in my opinion, and I know that I'm biased because I am American and I'm used to this version, but when we look at all the dis- different systems, it's like having the bottom button being confirmed kind of feels like what the majority of people have adopted, and yeah. we should standardize that. I'm looking at you, Nintendo. Yeah, no, I obviously heard you and Imran talk about this in Games Daily, and what I thought was more interesting for this conversation is the fact that this is batshit crazy that Sony's doing this. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they're doing it, and, and again, to the fu- the fact that PlayStation changed a while back, well, years now, right, uh, that the actual PlayStation headquarters is in the United States. It is here in the Bay Area. When that happened, that was a crazy enough thing to hear said. To see this change happen and have it be that, yeah, all right, Japan, you've got to fall in line with everybody else is... I can't believe they did it. And I know that probably for 99, maybe 95% of the people watching or listening to this one day, it's like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like when you would import games, this was a problem. This is a, this was a problem because back on in the day on uh, PlayStation one with when at the end of metal gear solid, like I beat that game multiple times and I'll never forget talking to my friend about it at school one day. He's like, oh, yeah, well, it's like, you know, when you get the tuxedo, I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, when you beat the game. And I was like, it turned out the entire time I had been hitting the wrong button at the very end. Last decision, I was mm-hmm. not confirming to save. And so I never got it and shit like that. Like, that's nuts that they're getting on there. I'm with you again. I think it is our Western American bias that, yes, on Xbox and PlayStation X, A, it makes sense. I under- There it is. That is the confirm. I shouldn't say X and A interchangeably when I talk about Xbox. But you understand what I mean. The lowest button, right, is the one you hit, and that is confirm. And it fucks me up all the time on Switch of playing mm-hmm. things. I'm like, all right, I got to try to change this in my head. I think it's great they're doing it and cool. It'll be interesting to see how uh, the Japanese market as a whole inter- or reacts to this. And I'm with yeah. you that, yeah, you should be able to change these things. Maybe this is just the default way to do it, but at least getting everybody standardized. Totally. And uh, I was saying there that I thought it was interesting that this news came out of, like, of the Japanese event. Like It's, right. it's funny that like a, a thing that is showing – how things have changed and are are more western than ever in terms of playstation uh foundation 
that the PlayStation 5 is being shown off to Japanese influencers in a way that feels different and new. Or maybe the best thing is like maybe I just have been unaware, but this has always been the case and always been happening. Uh, but after the show, I thought about it a bit more, and I'm like, well, it absolutely makes sense that they would be reporting on this and that the new story is that X and It affects them uh, directly. Is <laughs> it affects for them. them. Like, I, I don't think that any of us would. <laughs> they would have said that here, and I would have made a big deal about it in the show. But yeah, the majority of people were like, all right, cool. I'm glad yeah, that I didn't totally. realize you didn't do that in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall, like I went and watched the videos and saw them play, and it's the normal thing of, awesome. This shit looks really cool and loads really fast. Like, I feel like I get, again, with COVID and how our industry's changed and all the different wrinkles to 2020, that, like, this is just how it's got to be. But even right now with the Xbox Series X embargo being what it is, where it's like, all right, you can talk about how things load and quick resume. I was listening to the X-Cast uh, on, on my car ride today, and it was this idea of, like, all right, cool. Like, I, I don't – this is all – I need to experience this. I just want to experience all this stuff, and I want to experience with the final units – in my house playing a game you know what i mean up until then it's all nice lip service that is cool and great and what i want to hear i want to hear is loading super fast and i want to hear how great everything looks but i just want to see it at this point or play it or feel it or know totally and i'm with you but i, I do think that you know we've been talking a lot about uh, the things we haven't seen or the ui and, and yeah. all of that it is nice that on the xbox side of things for the for a very long time they've been talking about very similar things of speed differences and SSDs and quick resume and all that stuff. But then they gave it to the right tech people to show that off in YouTube videos that months ago we were watching videos of side-by-side of games loading. Sure. That to me, I'm like, cool. That's a lot of tech talk, blah, 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 blah. But I'm seeing it. Sure. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. And it's like, at least seeing these, the the Japanese influencers, it's like, we're getting a little bit of that. Uh, But I haven't seen any, any of them where I'm like, these are the right guys to be showing it off, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. And and I think that that is a, a testament to just how Sony's been handling their launch. And I, I think that it, again, goes back to what I was saying earlier of us being like finger waggy of like, well, how, why aren't they doing this? But the moment we get in our hands and we're playing, we're like, oh, okay, cool. It, they already told us they didn't need to show us because they just knew it was good and they knew we were going to get it. <laughs> Which yeah. like, look, is that a fun thing? No, but it's just the reality. And I think, you know, there's so much on the internet right now of how Xbox is doing it right and how it's awesome to see this stuff. And I agree. And it's awesome to hear that they're in people's houses and they're playing and they see the quick resume and they see the super low. And that's great. It, it There is so much going around of, man, why isn't PlayStation showing this? Blah, blah, blah. And then you have that not conspiracy theory, but that voice in the back of your head of like, is it because it's not as good? Is it because it isn't doing what I want? Is it because it isn't working? And like, I don't worry about that for loads. I don't worry about that for how quick it's going. I worry about that for saves. I worry about that for backwards compatibility and shit. We'll see how that works. But like, there's a lot that needs to get figured out that won't get figured out. And no matter how many blog posts, hands-on events they do, videos they drop, there will be so much shit we do not know until launch day. Until launch day, and we have it. And when when all of us and all the other people are putting up their personal experiences of the things that went wrong, like that's what it's going to be is the month, the the rest of the year after these consoles launch, talking about all the things that don't work. <laughs> Tim, mm-hmm. 
Let's continue on to this week's X's and O's, where there's still a lot of PlayStation 5 talk, so don't worry about it. Uh, we want to keep you abreast, obviously, in X's and O's and all the things that are happening with PlayStation. Uh, one of the main things that happened this week while we were uh, off the air in between shows, they changed Spider-Man's face in Spider-Man mm-hmm. PlayStation uh, 5. So from now on, in next-gen PlayStation 5 versions of Spider-Man, uh, there is a new face for Peter Parker. We can't get to James Stevenson from Insomniac on the PlayStation I'll be right back to talk sure. about this. Let's talk about graphical updates. The team has done the painstaking work of updating the city. This is, of course, him talking about uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man remastered on PlayStation 5. The team has done the painstaking work of updating the city's environments to take advantage of the new console. Beyond improved models and materials, one of the biggest things we have brought to the game is ray traced reflections in the ambient shadows. We now have true reflections on the windows of buildings, and it looks stunning with our new skies and weather. But it's not just the environments. Our characters have also gotten a huge upgrade. From higher fidelity skin, eye, and teeth shaders to individually rendered strands of hair, the new tech and detail brings out characters and their perform- it brings their performances to life. This does bring us to one of the bigger changes. In order to bring the best performances to players with our next generation Marvel Spider-Man games, we have recast the face of Peter, the face of Peter Parker. We loved working with John Bubniak on the original game. However, to get a better match to Peter Parker slash Spider-Man actor Yuri Lowenthal's facial capture, we have cast Ben Jordan to be the face model for Peter Parker on the PlayStation 5 console. He looks incredible in-game, and Yuri's moving performance takes on a new life. Tim, I got to talk to, about to, on camera to Gary Witta about this. What was your initial reaction when this happened, and where are you at now? Oh, you're muted to me. My initial reaction was just, it's weird. It's like a very bizarre change that not only wasn't expected, but comes so far in left field that you immediately have to ask why, right? Mm. And it's like, I, at the end of the day, I don't really care. Like I, if I was super attached to the actor or like something like that might be a little bit different. Sure. But this isn't, this isn't like a David Hayter situation to me. Where hmm, interesting. that Peter Parker look didn't define that Spider-Man to me. Yeah. I thought it worked, totally worked. I was never distracted by it. But it was never like, man, that was like a, a crazy, crazy look. And the fact I that think- the, the voice acting and the look are different makes this even like more of a weird thing. Uh, but yeah, the, and the, the new look, I know that there's a lot of takes about he looks too young, this, that, or the other. He looks too like, much like Tom Holland. And, it, and it's just like, I, I don't know. It, he doesn't to me. Like Peter Parker is a fucking white guy. Like generic I, white guy. I, I, it's just like there's a certain age range that I'm like, it, it's different. That's for sure. For I'm right there with you. Where the my knee jerk reaction was like, what? And it wasn't like it, this is sacrilege as much as like what? Like the video game face is changed. Like you're talking about out of left field. Like it was such a weird thing to ha- wake up to you on a random Wednesday that that's what's happening. Here's the new footage. Here's what it looks like on the PlayStation blog. We're talking about it. Uh, however, like to get away from it, and even on the Games Daily where I talked about it with Gary, the initial th- thought becomes, I trust Insomniac with Spider-Man. They've proven time and time again, and I mean by this giant game they've done, but then also the r- rollout of uh, additional costumes. Uh, they also announced in this blog post that the Amazing Spider-Man suit is going to be included. Uh, initial, you know, extra costumes, their DLC plan, what they're doing with Miles, like they get Spider-Man, and I know they care. And so it's like, Again, if they say in this that this is for the best and for the performances and for the storytelling, cool, go do it. I'm with mm-hmm. you, Tim, of like, it came out of left field, and I thought that I knew Peter's face from the game, but 
does it matter in the end when 90% of the time we see Spider-Man, he's in a Spider-Man suit? Like there's a lot of great Peter stuff in there and a lot of great Peter moments, obviously. But I think when I sit down to play remastered and I'm sure he, uh, I assume he must pop, pop up in Miles Morales. Like it'll be like, okay, cool. You're the guy. You're, you're, this is how it is. This is what it is. And we'll see. I assume that's going to be the case. It, it might be weird. You know, it, like it might actually be more jarring. And I, I do think the one scene they showed uh, where he's in Otto's lab, like yeah. it is pretty jarring. Like it is, it is kind of like. Because like, we know him, huh. right? When we've known yeah. him for that long. I think when you start up Spider-Man Remastered on PlayStation 5 and it's him getting out of bed, making the toast, p- pulling on the suit and jumping out the window. I think by the end of that, we'll be like, all right, cool. This is Spider-Man. This is who yeah. it is. Yeah, and I expect be- I expect that'll be the case. But still, it's, it just does make me ask why. And I know that they gave their answers um and if those answers are real then cool if they're not then i don't know what it could be so it's like it's one of those things where i chalk this one up to a i don't think there's a conspiracy theory (laughs) uh the one thing that i do want to tack on that's developed since then of course is that people are assholes they need to be told not to be complete dickheads uh brian intahar our friend uh and friend of the show from insomniac games and creative director on spider-man playstation 4 right Give me a check on that, Tim. I uh, put up two different tweets uh, since then. On September 30th, he put up a screenshot. This is obviously the day of the news breaks. Today's news about the new Peter Parker face model has surprised some of you. And we at Insomniac totally understand your reaction. Heck, it even took me a while to get used to Peter's new look. But as we discussed the franchise's future and moving to the PlayStation 5, it quickly became apparent that delivering even more believable-looking characters made finding a better facial match for actor Yuri Lowenthal, who we all love as Peter, a necessity. We care as much about this character as your attachment to him, so please know we didn't make this decision slash change lightly. As we did... As we did throughout the development of Marvel Spider-Man, we'll continue to read your comments, listen, and always be looking for ways to improve every facet of the game. At the same time, I hope you can trust us that this decision is what we feel best for the future of the franchise and our upcoming goals for this beloved Marvel character. First off, what'd you find from me for Brian's title? Yeah. Creative director? Nailed it. Mm -hmm. Secondly, of course, and like I said, this is the reaction i came to at the end of it too where i was like yeah whatever it's a face and it's they know what they're doing great move on you'd hope most of the internet would but they didn't on october 3rd brian tweeted to our spidey fans i totally appreciate your passion but sending me threatening notes that you will quote all caps hunt you down and we will find you fix this now isn't cool with what's happening in today's world let's be a force for good and respectful to each other thank you well said brian of course that's the that would, let's not be ridiculous here like we can all love spider-man and want different things for the game or a face or whatever but like telling brian into how you're gonna fucking hurt him or hunt him down fuck off don't be an asshole yeah. nah man nah this ain't it be good this ain't it chief yeah hit up brian everybody on twitter brian into is the handle there give him some love and support out there because yeah of course obviously this is a tough decision for anyone to make uh in terms of i'm sure they weren't like you know it'd be great Let's just blow up everything we've made so far. Let's you know, let's change. People have an attachment to this character, and they understand. And they have the. Let's go in and change all that. Like they say, they needed to do it because it'll be a better fit for what they want to do, and with the fidelity of the PlayStation Five and how it looks and how it feels and everything else. And you got to believe them because guess what? They made the best Spider-Man game of all time. Speaking of Spider-Man, uh, another one for you is this: Spider-Man Miles Morales saves can transfer from PS4 to PS5. This is Gabe Gerwin over at GameSpot. There's been some confusion lately about which game saves will carry over when moving from PS4 to PS5 this holiday, but Insomniac Games has cleared the air on one particular title. If you start Spider-Man Miles Morales on PS4, you will be able to keep playing where you left off on PS5. 
Responding to a player's question request on Twitter, uh, Insomniac confirmed that you'll be able to transfer your save data on PS4 to the PS5. Because the game supports cross-generational upgrading for free, it's likely many players will do this if they can't find a PS5 right away. Uh, this is the the thing there. Insomniac tweets, hi there. You'll be able to transfer your save to the PS5. Uh, we share, we'll share details closer to launch. Back to the article. The same is not true for Spider-Man Remastered, which is coming to PS5 as part of the game's Ultimate Edition. You, the, if the, it's, the, it's an enhanced version of the 2018 PS4 game, but you'll need to start from scratch if you plan on playing PS5. Same is true for Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, though the Xbox smart delivery system means your save data will transfer from Xbox One to Xbox Series X or Xbox Series S. Tim, how much of a shit show is this going to be on PlayStation 5? I honestly don't think it's going to be that bad. Yeah. But I, I, and I think this is one of those situations where once we're in the thick of it and once we have these things in our hands and actually see how this process works... It's going to work more often than not in the ways that we want it to. However, this is when what I talked about of those two months of everything that doesn't work is going to be talked about. And there will be exceptions to that rule popping up every which way uh, when it comes to to save data, especially on the PlayStation with how they're handling this. The Spider-Man news itself, just looking at Spider-Man saves between the Spider-Man games. So Spider-Man, Spider-Man Remastered, and Miles Morales. All of that makes sense to me. I don't right. see where the confusion lies. Having said that, do I wish that my Spider-Man save would transfer to Spider-Man Remastered? Yes. Do I understand why it's not? Yes. Do I want more information on that? Yes. Like, how different are the trophies going to be? I know they said that they're adding trophies, but is that just like adding trophies like they did with the New Game Plus stuff where it's like, cool, now it's just extra ones? I, if you were asking Greg Miller what is the trophy list going to change to be, I would think it would be a combination of all the trophies they've put out so far. So it would, instead of getting all the different trophies for doing the DLC, it would be complete, like, all three episodes of whatever it's called. I forget. The City, City, Never, City Never Sleeps, yeah. Yeah. And then it'll be, yeah, complete New Game Plus or whatever. Like, I think that's how they'll do it and combine it. Which, for me, let's fucking go. Let's get another Platinum. I don't care. I'm fucking down. Yeah, let's go. Really? See, I'm... I'm of the mind of just how they talked about it. There's going to be actual new trophies in it. Oh, no, I think there will be, there will be new trophies, but I think the, the list in general won't deviate too much. There's so much normal story stuff you want to keep in there, but then, yeah, you put in the new plus and put in the thing there. But, yeah, I'm sure there'll be something new in terms of collecting suits or some shit, shit like that or collectibles in general. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. The trophy list was so good before that I don't think there's too much you can iterate on. Mm-hmm. Maybe take just- out some of the oh, – I'm sorry, go uh, it's just interesting. It's like like jumping over. It's like how hard would it have been to to make this work? Because I get it's a different game. Like it's a different skew of a title. That's why it doesn't transfer over uh, in a way that it like when we, you play Miles Morales on PS4 and Miles Morales on PS5, it's the same game. Whereas remastered is a different game. Yeah, you yeah, you like, get it. You I can follow it. it. Yeah, but it's like I wonder how hard it would be for Insomniac to fix that to have that not be the case, even though they are different games find a way to solve this problem you know it's obviously not important enough for them to do it and it might be too difficult to do it but as a gamer that just wants the convenience of it all i do ask why not i still stand by that somewhere in there they went through the rigmarole and bean counterness of like how does all this work and what would it be and it is that idea that i think if your save carried over 
I don't, I think there'd be this thing where most people would turn, and if it was free or whatever, you'd turn it on, play it for a little bit and be like, oh man, this looks great. All right, I'm bouncing. Whereas I think if you have skin in the game and you got a version specifically to get that version, you're actually going to play it. You're actually going to go through. I think the new trophies make you actually go through and do it, which I think actually equates to the normal argument of not doing it is going to piss off this many people, we think, but mm -hmm. doing it means this many more people are going to buy it and pay for it. And I know you're right, because you are, but... I'm in a similar but different camp where I would play through it again for New Game Plus, which I haven't done yet. But I don't want to just play through it again and it not be in New Game Plus. Yeah, that's my thing is maybe they don't do a New Game Plus trophy off the top of it. Maybe it is one of those things that's it's remastered. Well, I guess that's just a, that doesn't make any sense. I would hope they don't include a New Game Plus trophy for it since this is the fact of, hey, you're probably replaying this already. I don't want to play it twice more, right? That's the whole mm -hmm. thing. I never went and got a never got a new game plus trophy after I got added as additional trophy stuff anyway. Yeah. But it's it's exciting. I just think that like the bigger question mark is like how long this goes on and at what point do we just get used to it where it really doesn't matter? But Which last part of us to uh just the PS4, PS5 cross gen differences and you know how how much is xbox going to just straight up leave sony in the dust when it comes to the convenience of saves and and upgrades i mean that's what's i mean if i mean god pour me a fucking beer and we'll get into how ridiculous this is because here i want to bring this question in all right thwip writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says hey greg and bless sorry tim they didn't know uh, am i worrying about this ps4 to ps5 save transfer issue too much i was going to pre-order cyberpunk on ps4 because it is currently only 50 dollars at amazon parentheses and we don't know when the ps5 version will release anyway but i stopped to think will i be able to use my save file i will have a ps5 by the time cyberpunk releases so that is where i will play it but eventually i'm sorry but even though my save will already be on the playstation 5 itself do you think i will be able to use it when the playstation 5 version of cyberpunk releases the fact that we have questions like this proves how no pun intended smart smart delivery is because i cannot it should be so simple, ladies and gentlemen. It should be you buy PlayStation Plus or you know rent PlayStation Plus, whatever you want to say, and your saves get uploaded to the cloud either automatically like I do with my saves or later on with yourself, right? And guess what? When you come to PlayStation 5 and you turn on a backwards compatible PlayStation 4 game, it should pull that thing down no problem. Or when you put in your PlayStation 5 game, it should be programmed in its head to look for a PlayStation 4 save as well and ask you what you want to do or bring it in all that stuff. The fact that that is not spelled out, that I do not think it's going to be that easy, that I bet there are going to be fucking hoops to jump through, that I bet, like we're talking about with Yakuza Like a Dragon, that this do isn't, doesn't exist. You, your PlayStation 4 save won't work on your PlayStation 5. Proves to me that we are about to get into a weird fucking world of doublespeak where some, some companies are going to be like, we couldn't do it this way. Other companies are going to be like, we totally did it. We're doing it this way. Uh, you know, Avengers, when they announced that, hey, we're going to be a day and date thing, and guess what? Your saves will work. Like, awesome. Everybody's saying this. Nobody's showing me how it is. And again, to your point, like you said before, Tim, I hope I'm wrong and that they put up a blog post one day or show a video on how to do this, and we all go, oh, okay, cool, now we know. And it's a non-issue. But the fact that so many people are talking over each other and it's just going on, I don't know, man. I really, I really think it's going to be... Again, the biggest issue in the world, of course not, not, not at all, but an issue I do think it will be. I'm interested where I'm trying right now to actually look up the differences between Yakuza and Cyberpunk. What and for what I'm seeing, it doesn't seem like there's that big of a difference. Right, exactly. Yep. 
And again, yeah. it's publisher by publisher, whatever, game by game. It's a different thing. Yeah, like Thwip knows that he's going to be playing his, his – he's going to buy Cyberpunk on PlayStation 4, the disc for PlayStation 4 or whatever, put it into his PlayStation 5, play it there, have a save locally on his PlayStation 5 for it. But yeah, what does that mean when Cyberpunk PlayStation 5 version comes out? You That's CD Projekt Red who I think goes above and beyond making pro-consumer decisions. Thwip, I think your save will work out just fine. Everything's going to be fine. Because even you're talking about it, Sam, right? Of like next gen patches and whatever, and how that's going to work out and what they're going to do with it. Yeah, which is what Yakuza Like a Dragon seems to be as well. Because Yakuza exactly. Like a Dragon's PS4 edition will offer a PS5 upgrade for both digital and disc copies. However, save data will not be transferable between the PS4 and PS5 versions, which you got to imagine is on Sega or someone over yes. there. Whereas you're right, CD Projekt Red are going to make sure that it does work. But again, what about Avengers? Now, see, that's my thing is Avengers has already gone on record as saying, yes, they will. Hold on. If you get two seconds, I get you. Well, no. It, mm, yes, it's great. Mm. How the fuck does that work? Like, and I, and I know, you're, Greg, you're overthinking it. Yeah, maybe I'm. Here we go. G- June 22nd, 2020. Square Enix today announced Marvel's Avengers will be playable on PlayStation 5, Computer Entertainment, and Xbox uh, Series X console launches holiday 2020. Players who own the current gen versions of the game will be able to upgrade to the next gen version at no additional cost, regardless if players are moving from PS4 to PS5 or Xbox to Xbox. Those moving their saves to next gen will transfer their player profiles and progression so they can pick up right where they left off. In addition, cross-play will be or cross-gen play will be supported for PlayStation 5. All that sounds great. All that's amazing. Don't get me wrong. That's the way it should be. That's none of that. None of that sound is crazy because that's exactly how it should be. However, Marvel's Avengers is not like Destiny. Destiny saves all your shit to the Bungie servers. It's all up in the cloud. You turn one off, you turn it back on. Avengers saves your shit locally to your PlayStation 4. So if Avengers has figured out how I can take my PlayStation 4 save and put it onto my PlayStation 5 save and play with this PlayStation 5 version of Avengers, why can't Yakuza do that? What Mm -hmm. is Yakuza doing? Also, and I don't get me wrong, Avengers, I, obviously a game I play quite a bit. And if we have time and we talk about games we're playing, we'll talk about it there. Avengers has a lot of problems. And this is a thing written in June 22nd when I don't think they knew the final release date of the PlayStation. Have they figured this out? Was that with best intentions? Was that something Sony was telling them and now they don't know? Does Sony understand that they weren't like Destiny? And again, I know that sounds crazy. I've seen crazier things in my 13 years covering this industry that somebody didn't understand what they were saying yes to. And so are we going to get to this point where, hey, Avengers is here, and guess what? Uh, Fuck, you have a save, and here's how you're going to get it over. Go to playavengers.com and go to this FTP and upload. And I I know that sounds nuts, and I may be overthinking it, and maybe I've just been burned by things before. I will believe all of this when I see it because I just don't think they've made – to trace this back to the core issue, I don't think PlayStation has been transparent with developers, and I don't think PlayStation is probably making it easy. Because, again, it should be, yeah, fucking put it on PlayStation Plus. Oh, you mm-hmm. put it on PlayStation Plus, and this is the extension or whatever. I don't, I don't make computers. Or I don't make uh, video games. That you put in your game, and it can see the file, and it can do whatever it needs to be. Yeah. But Yakuza, to, Yakuza compared to Avengers proves that's not how it is. Yeah. Yakuza and- compared to Miles proves that's not how it is. I, I look at it, and it's less of a I'll believe it when I see it. It's a I believe it. And even though I'm seeing evidence to the contrary, I think that those are going to be exceptions, not the norm. And maybe I'm being hopeful and maybe I'm being really stupid about it. But I just think that there's going to be some bumpy roads and there's going to be a couple exceptions here and there. But I I think that, again, it's about convenience and moving into this next gen. You can't be that much behind Xbox when it comes to those simple 
things. Now, having said that, there is exception to that because they can. There's a lot that Sony can get away with because they're PlayStation and because they have what they have and it's next gen and blah, 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 and all this stuff of what they've been talking about that they've obviously stood by and obviously not communicated to their development partners perfectly uh, in a way that Xbox has made it so clear publicly that even the developers know. <laughs> that they know yeah. that it's just, they, they get it. They get smart delivery and all that stuff. But I do think there's not real concern, reason for concern yet because I think they're looking at the Spider-Man thing I don't like it, but I can look at it and be like, I get it. Yeah. Looking yeah, yeah. at the Yakuza thing, I don't get it. I don't get it. But I don't and think that, it's going to affect Cyberpunk. Yeah, no, no. I think Cyberpunk's got it. And that's the thing is I think the companies that care the most about this will have it and will figure it out and do it. And again, like, I feel like I'm talking out my ass, and I might be. Because when I bring up the FTP thing, I believe what I'm referencing, right, is how Borderlands 2 did it. How did how did I get my save to the PlayStation Vita version of Porter, uh, Borderlands Two? Because I'm definitely thinking of one game I remember having to upload my shit somewhere and get it processed somewhere. Borderlands Two, Vita, save, editor. When they call it a save editor. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm thinking. Maybe Didn't one of the Metal Gears do some transference? Yeah, transferring. That was and that's what I'm thinking of too. But that was like a different ball, ball and chain. That was, that was yeah. Look, Nicole Humphreys. Look at- hey, Nicole, by the way, Nicole Humphreys says Borderlands 2 had to be uploaded. Where was I uploading them? That's what I don't remember anymore. Borderlands 2, save upload. Sorry, you were saying something too? Just the sheer realities of what we're discussing right now, because there's so many, so much conversation about saves and current to next gen, but we can totally carve out the Xbox side of things. They have it figured out, right? So then we look at the PlayStation side of things. We're not talking about will my PlayStation 4 save work on my PlayStation 5 when it comes to PlayStation 4 games. So Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and Crash Bandicoot, when I play them on my PlayStation 5, I'll be able to play with my saves. That's going to be totally fine. There's no question there, right? Yeah. That is so much the majority of games we're talking about. Then there's another section of games, which are PS4, PS5 games like Miles Morales, that are Sony exclusive. Miles Morales, I think, is the proving point that any Sony game, first party title that's cross gen, will have transferable saves. And like, I'm making assumptions sure. there, but I think it's a safe assumption that if a launch title in Miles Morales does it, that when Horizon does it, it'll happen as well. When, yeah, that's uh, fair. Because again, know, you, if those... not, you look at him and you go, what? Why not? Yes. Why the totally. hell not? They did it X months ago. So, what we're really talking about is this x factor of games that have come out i mean were there any before avengers i guess borderlands has a next gen version coming out right yeah yeah. so let's go borderlands that's that's as far back as we go all the way to you gotta imagine what may of next year being the end of this max we're not going to be getting we're not going to be getting ps4 and ps5 third-party games next year that matter in in a way where it's like oh like so many people so many more people are going to have a ps5 by then than are going to this year right yeah so we're just slimming down the amount of games this is even a question about sure totally i don't think this is going to be an issue i i agree and i hope not well i don't agree i think it could be an issue i think majority of the time it will not be an issue but then when it is an issue for your game i think it's gonna be a huge fucking deal to yourself you know what i mean like that's the thing like like I'm like to long and short of it and personalize it as much because I think everybody would have a different one, or maybe you wouldn't and you just don't care. But like yeah. for me, like I will be heartbroken if on launch day for the PlayStation 5, 
they're like, sorry, like your Avengers save doesn't work. We're working on it. But like right now, even if you put it in and did backwards compatibility, it wouldn't go or whatever. Or if, and it maybe it, it would. That's the thing is it would in the backwards compatibility mode. But would my your, save come over? That's what your I'm saying. PS4, your PS4 save, yes, would work for the but PS4 I mean, game. They say, I want to prove it. I want proof. Yeah. I guess. That should be the PlayStation Plus thing. Again, like uh, whenever I start down this track, people are like, Greg, they've said this. They've done it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I know what people have said. I understand that. I also understand that things change and there's unforeseen complications as you move forward. I'm just saying like, that's the kind of shit you're going to see. And to my point, it would be, hey, this doesn't work right now, but our top minds are on it. And in a week, two weeks, three, you know what I mean? Like, we'll get it. We're on it. I'm not saying that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I, I'm, I am of the mind that PlayStation should sit me down and explain to me so I can explain to the world, hey, here's how this is all going to go. Here's where your saves go. And here's how you get uploaded somewhere else. Here's where they go. Here's how it's going to go. PlayStation Plus fixes everything. Let's just fucking rock and roll. That's how it should be. But that's how it should be. You know what else it should be? It should be that you can play your games offline. But Godfall needs an internet connection. This is Sammy Barker at Push Square again, making his second appearance on PS. I love you, XOXO. Uh, you'll need to be connected to the internet to enjoy PlayStation 5 console-exclusive Godfall when it launches the 12th of November. And that's despite the developer's insistence that it's not a service game. Confirmation comes courtesy of the re- courtesy of the release's Twitter account after fans spotted an online play required disclaimer on the next gen hack and slash titles official PlayStation product page. Quote, Godfall is not a service game, but does require an internet ca- connection to play, a spokesperson said. It's unclear why the requirement is in place, but needless to say, fans are not happy. Some pointed out that the title will be rendered unplayable should its servers ever get shut down, but we'd like to think that won't happen for a fair few years especially if that title is successful. I had a dream last night, Greg, and I can't make this up. Timmy had my, a dream. My, my dream was that Godfall is going to be the standout launch title on the PlayStation 5. That dream is definitely not going to happen. And, and, and that's my thing. Will. That's the thing. I woke up and I laughed to myself. I'm like, oh, silly dream, Tim. You're an idiot. And I do think that he's an idiot. But how crazy would it be if Godfall ends up actually being good? Talk about a game that just like, has just been here the entire time and they won't let us forget about it, but no one's really excited for it. <laughs> Godfall is, I mean, we, you know, as always, I'm Greg Miller and I hope every game's a 10 out of 10. I'm never here to shit on anybody. Yeah. We did, we did Metacritic predictions last week for the launch title thing. And Godfall is the one game, not the one game, but one of the games. And if not the shining example, I think of this launch lineup where you're like, yeah, you strike me as a launch title. Here's this totally. game that looks really pretty and combat looks like it could be kind of fun. And, do you want to run around? I guess I want to run around and hack stuff. There's nothing else to play right now, right? That, I feel like that's what the normal gotcha. argument is, whereas now it's, well, no, I got my entire old library, these next-gen this thing. Yeah, exactly. I want to swing around and do all this shit. Like, yeah. We'll see how it all nets out on that one, yeah. This internet connection thing, why? Fucking yeah. why? It's Because I mean on the Wikipedia, right? It supports single player and up to three players in drop-in, drop-out cooperative mode. The game is described as a looter sla- slasher. As And it's like, yeah, well, like, why wouldn't you let people play offline? Like, I, that's a weird thing. And again, I understand that as we move more and more into 2020 and the future of video games, aren't you always online? Yeah, pretty much everyone's online. And I shouldn't say that. But lots of people are online, and this doesn't matter. But in the same breath, let them fucking ha- loot and slash off of it. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. I digress. I just, I, this shit always sucks. And it's like such a weird thing that so rarely affects me. And I think this is an yeah. example of everything we're talking about when it comes to, to next gen and what makes it special is it's this stuff that makes you go, why? You should never have to ask why 
when you're playing a video game, especially in 2020 and going forward with this next gen. It's like we should be able to – if something should work a certain way, it should because that's where we're at when it comes to just – standardization of certain features and certain abilities like playing a game offline that isn't an online game 100 uh some playstation quick hit updates for you uh predator hunting grounds got a new mode and a new map uh the new mode is clash it's the ultimate pvp 4v4 that puts you in an all-out no holds word uh no holds barred war uh when you hit the right thing one of you guys on the team becomes a predator you can run around and do that and then like i said a brand new map too finally added a predator which is welcome to say the least uh need for speed payback and vampire are going to be your playstation plus games for october uh you can get right into that and enjoy that and then this is one that broke today ghost of tsushima legends drops next week on the 16th that's friday october 16th uh they talk about version 1.1 for the game overall which does a whole bunch of stuff uh version 1.1 and this is off the blog is a free update for all ghost of tsushima players uh this update brings brings the launch of ghost of tsushima uh legends a brand new co-op multiplayer mode inspired by japanese mythology as well as an exciting new updates and new game plus for our single player campaign uh legends as they've talked about it over and over again is two different things right there's two player story missions you get to go on and then there's four player things you get to go out on they're also talking about doing a raid and all the stuff you're working for uh yeah survival missions and all this and survival you can team up with up to three players fight off waves of enemy in different locations uh raid uh, you'll need uh, all your skill, top-tier gear, and a great four-player team to be able to survive EO's realm. Uh, the raid is an epic three-part adventure that will require excellent teamwork and communication to overcome. It will be released in the weeks following the launch of Ghost of Tsushima Legends. However, Never been a better time to be a PlayStation fan. Are you this kidding me? This is all this for free, too. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. You've already bought Ghost of Tsushima. You probably loved it if you have taste. Am I right, Kevin? Yep. Thanks, Kevin. And now you get this multiplayer mode. Uh, worth pointing out, you know, uh, me and Blessing were all talking the other day about, hey, when this drops, we're going to play it together and stream it together. I've already booked out October 16th, twitch.tv slash games. Come watch Blessing and me play through Ghost of Tsushima uh, Legends, where I blanked on that. However, the single player update includes, yeah, like I said, New Game Plus, which is exciting for you, which gives you a new horse. Uh, there's new flowers to get in there. They've changing up uh, photo mode. Uh, you've got uh, new armor loadouts, one of the things we really, really wanted, so you can switch between uh, your entire game gear sets rather than have to go through and do all these different little things and in general just can't wait for that that's good so cool man uh playstation picks for you uh this is where blessing usually comes through and tells you cool things that are coming to the playstation network this week uh the big hitter of course uh fifa 21 uh dropping this very week however i put on here something to look at kevin there's a link there if you don't mind clicking it open uh i can fell uh, a turn-based tactical RPG about a group of Troublestrom Magic students. Use timing mechanics to power your spells and block attacks. Explore the twisted halls of a vast magic school. Fight challenging monsters and bosses. Find tons of hidden treasure and uncover dark secrets never meant to be found. Uh, I Can Fell is a heartwarming and twist-filled story about friendship, trust, love, and loss. As seen in the Kind of Funny Game Showcase. Was it? I want to say it was. Okay. And I want I, to say I did the VO for it. And that it might be why I don't like remember an, more an, an, of it. An earthbound based or earthbound type game, blah, blah, blah. What I know but, is that when I read the description, I thought that was really cool. And then when I looked at the trailer, I was like, oh, yeah, this looks dope. This looks like a really fun game to run around and have these goofy magic adventures with. So I thought it deserved mm-hmm. a little shout out today. There we go. It is. It was in the game showcase. 2018. Well, there you go. Uh, Tim, you know who else deserves a shout out today? Our sponsors. True. 
This episode of PSI Love You XOXO is brought to you by kindoffunny.com slash extra life. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't know, it's almost that time again. Extra Life, our annual fundraising effort for the Children's Miracle Network is coming up Saturday, November 7th. If you've never seen a Kind of Funny Extra Life stream, it is shenanigans. Of course, this year it will be quite different because the shenanigans are in our house and Maybe we can get Kevin to f- bring us all wheels to spin, but I don't know how that part of it will work. We know how kind of funny it is. We're planning it on the fly as we get closer and closer to it. So remember, Saturday, November 7th, Extra Life for Kind of Funny. You, of course, can watch and donate to the Children's Miracle Network at kindoffunny.com slash extra life. But I'm telling you a whole month in advance, meaning that you could go to kindoffunny.com slash extra life. You could register and raise funds for your local children's miracle network hospital under the banner of kind of funny of course extra life is very simple you go there you join a team hopefully team kind of funny hey how are you and then you play video games uh what you basically do is promise at some point throughout the year to play video games for 24 hours to raise money for the children's miracle network uh lots of people do them all in one blast we usually do this year we're going to be doing a 12-hour stream uh, and then everybody breaks off and does their own thing to make sure they get it out there and fundraise and do their own stuff so again long and short of this ladies and gentlemen Extra Life is Saturday, November 7th. You can raise money all the time, beforehand, afterhand. Uh, Looking at this right now, we already have $36,000 raised for our $100,000 gold this year, which is crazy pants. Like I'm saying, kindoffunny.com slash extra life. Go register to be part of it or go donate and get ready to watch Kind of Funny Extra Life, November 7th. Well, Timmy Tim. Mm-hmm. What a show we've had so far! Are you kidding me? Look it's been a, it's been a good PlayStation one, talk. That's what it's about. Why well, people always know. want us to do Games Daily more? You know what I mean? But this is Games what it's Daily about. more. Yeah. Now oh, me and you, me and you, yeah, oh, you yeah, and me, yeah, yeah. you and gotcha. me do Games gotcha. Daily. I was it's like, nice to get here, just have a long conversation. I was like, there's only so many days. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys do it Saturday and Sunday as well? Nah. <laughs> um, Tim, now that we're here, it's the age-old question: What you been playing? Crash Bandicoot Four, baby. It's about time. You gonna play? I, 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 mm, I wish. This is a perfect example of a game that I'm like, I love it so much, and I wish that I had the the balls to be able to go through and platinum. I want to try. Like, I want to make my my best attempt. What do you think is the one that'll break you? Like, what oh, would break you about it? Is it the time trial stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. It's not just the one. I I've went back and like kind of just fun over time. Tried to play through the Crash Insane trilogy and and sure. do a lot of those challenges. And uh, again, I I care less about platinums and trophies than I do about doing the things so yeah, it's like 100 percenting of it yeah just so, the challenge so, yeah because some of the games like crash is an example where it's like i i played both on playstation 4 and switch so it was kind of like bouncing back and forth where i'm like all right i'm fine if i do some of the things here and do some of the things there like it doesn't matter to me just doing them and being able to say i did that is what yeah. i do it for and uh there's just a lot where i've never been able, the relic challenges the time trials it's just like i just am not that good at it and something that i am interested in is trying to get the gems like as many as possible, the hidden gems and, and breaking all the crates and going through the levels. But even then, like someone uh, DM'd to me recently uh, asking about Crash 4 and they're like, hey, are you trying to uh, 100% every level as you go through? Like are you, try- are you getting all the crates through a level before you move on to the next level? And Which is a great question, especially with the setup of how Crash 4 works because it very much incentivizes you to do that if you care. And I tried my best for a very long time. And I would say that a lot of the the early worlds, I was taking my time, going through, breaking every crate. There was a breaking point where I was like, <laughs> I, I, oh man, I can't get that one. Ah, well, can't get that one either. Okay, can't get these next three. I'm going to try a little longer. Oh, no, you know what? 
I'm just, I need to beat this level. I just need to beat this level. And then it hit a point a couple levels after that. And pretty much for the rest of the game where I was just like, all right, I'm not even going to try. I just need to try to beat this level. Cause this, the, it's challenging enough to just try to beat the level, not to try to hundred percent it. Right. Yeah. So having said all that, I'm planning on going back. There's so many playable characters that I didn't even talk about in the, the review that I did on Gamescast, but uh, I love the amount of extra content there is in this game that's entirely optional, but that's new. It's not just, oh, replay the levels and do all the different things they have to offer. It's like there are dingo dial levels or tunnel levels that are that open up as you play through the game that you don't need to play to uh, make progress. So can't, I've been going back, playing some of those, loving them so much. But yeah, Platinum is definitely not in my future for this game. Yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm, we haven't talked about this show, I guess. I've been playing it too, and I really, really enjoy it. I think it's a really, really fun video game, and I'm having a great time with it. But those time trials and stuff, I would never touch with a 10-foot pole. Like, that would mm-hmm. kill the enjoyment for it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. mind failing a million times, and it's still that accomplishment of getting through it. But then having to do perfect runs and stuff like that, I'd end up throwing my controller out the window. I love that you're playing it, and, and more so, I love that you're enjoying it. Because, like, Toys for Bob... Too really knocked it out of the park man and like it's i know that i'm tim gettys and i know that it's like there's a lot of things people are going to so- associate with me of like oh it's hype and oh it's blah 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 blah. it's like i'm very real when it comes to crashing the quality of crash games and this is good the other games aren't good like I, i'm saying that They're, i'm nostalgic for them they have elements that are good crash 4 is a fantastic platformer it is a fantastic video game and I, I really, really hope that it gets the shine it deserves in terms of sales and everything. And I, I from what I hear, it is. And from what I hear, I was going to say, really it, well. it will, right? I think it will. I saw people complain, or not complaining. I shouldn't say that. I think it was uh, Mike Minotti from GamesBeat. You know, uh, he's Jeffy Grub, Grub's boss. Uh, he was talking, I think, on Twitter today about like, hey, heads up, if this thing doesn't sell today, this is why everybody remasters everything and doesn't make new things. But I think this is going to do fine. It seems like it's got the juice behind it. People, people dig Crash, obviously. You know, and I, it's got I've the seen juice. Good things. It's got the 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 reviews. The critics are raving, you know, no. and I it, it's cool to see. Like I I'm so happy that like it's not just me saying it's good. Like I'm not convincing myself this. Like it's not Greg just Miller, boy. Greg Miller is saying it's good. Like that's and that's I have so no cool. and I, yeah that's the thing is I have no affinity for Crash right. But like no, I should say I have no nostalgia for Crash, and so like to play to turn this on and be like yeah and oh man I want to unlock these different suits and oh I want to try these different things and yeah all right I failed. 19 times or whatever getting this the, the red gem or whatever the portal that took me away over here but i'm gonna keep trying like hell yeah mm-hmm. and yeah, it's designed I, in a way those bonus levels that the moment you go to a bonus level you know you're about to get your ass kicked or your brain yeah. kicked you know that it's like they're about to throw kicked. some shit at me where it's like i need to think this through i can't just run it's like those levels require you to think about the gameplay mechanics and they are never too long that when you lose it gets to the point where you're like fuck this it's always like all right i'm gonna move on I don't, they're bonus. You don't need to do them. I ain't got no time for this. Ain't nobody you, got time for this. But if you do it, you feel great about it, right? Like, yeah, totally. I don't know. I, I I love that. So yeah, I've been playing a lot of Crash. I've been playing a lot of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and it's like I cannot. Best life. I cannot rave about these games en- enough. Both of them so freaking good. And like, I would say Tony Hawk's better than Crash. And like, it, wow. it's a it's a it's a remake of one and two, but like it enhances those games. There's so much to do, and that's a game that man, I want to platinum. And it's hard. There's a lot. And I'm I'm chipping away, chipping away at it. But there's some challenges that I'm, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know that I'll ever be able to, to do this. And there's some bullshit trophies. Absolute bullshit. Having to get level 100 is just like unreal where the grind, like I follow the THPS subreddit and like 
seeing people that have platinum this game like talk about that experience no thank you there's, there's people in here that are like <laughs> no thank you <laughs> roboticizing this game where it's just like okay go to this level start do these three tricks and run start again do it do it for seven hours i'm like fuck that no way no goddamn way dude you gotta get on that grind you gotta grind it out bro uh yeah it's 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 a that's the type of trophy that like it pisses me off i look at it and i'm just like no fuck you this game is amazing it has so much great content and so many challenges that are worth doing and then you're gonna throw this shit that obviously is the last thing you have to do the one thing that it makes me think though is that dlc is on the way and the dlc will count for your leveling up and guess what if they add tony hawk's pro skater 3 dlc to this that hundred level hundred is going to be pretty easy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me this week of what I've been playing, uh, mainly crash, uh, you know, uh, redacted stuff for this Xbox stuff. Uh, and then I like, and I won't beat a dead horse, but Avengers, like I cannot stop playing Avengers. And it's so weird to have that game that Fran and Andrea and whoever wants to come on a show and talk about a games of service to have that. Where it's that thing of, you know, I, I would look back fondly, obviously, on my DC Universe Online time of like, you know, 900, whatever it was, hours played of it. But that was usually playing with not randos, but like, you know, fans of IGN at the time or the little bit, the little group I had that, you know, we started running stuff together. But now for Avengers, it is this core team of me and Goldfarb and Sean and usually and sometimes Tam. We have a new friend, AJ, in the group. Like, we're sitting there and playing with the same people every night. You know what I mean? And, and it is that thing where it becomes such a catch up on your day. What's been going on in this? Did you see this in the news kind of thing? It's this weird water cooler moment that, you know, I would never in a million years call Goldfarb on the phone just to shoot the shit. But here I am every night doing it in this game that, again, the gameplay I love and I, lo- I love the loop of it and the reward to it. And so awesome. I'm still playing it like a mad person. Uh, Black Widow's one one night of work away from being 150 as well, which is level cap. I've started working on Iron Man as well. Uh, I've gotten I'm trying to move over now to the, the battle passes for every character. I'm trying to max those out. I got Captain's America's knocked out. I got Black Widow's knocked out uh, working, like I said, on everybody else's at the same time. But to the point where like, now there's two shades of that game. It's like, you know, a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing where there's the version, well, I guess that's, there's, they're both, they're both, uh, they're both crazy. Whatever. There's two sides to it uh, where one is me going and playing with the guys and doing whatever. And you got dailies. What do we need to do? Yada, yada. And then there's the other side. That's me single playing, uh, playing, playing by myself and just grinding out these battle passes. And similar to what you're talking about going into the, like the VR training rooms, right? The harm rooms and, just doing whatever I need to get the headshots I need for Black Widows daily and then bouncing out and doing all that stuff. It's yeah. weird, and I desperately want more content for that game, but I'm still enjoying what I have. Dude, I'm I'm so stoked that you love it as much as you do and that you're not alone, that it seems like all the people that I, I would have expected to love this type of game seem to be really into Avengers, that being like you and Fran, essentially. But uh, Brandon Jones, I, too, is super into it. We haven't hooked up to play, but he's playing all the time. I mean, that's awesome. And you know, I feel like a lot of our more... Uh, I don't want to call them casuals because they're not casual, but people like Louis Medina who are like, they're gamers, oh, yeah. but like, they're not like checking in on us all the time on what we're up to and like yeah. playing games and stuff. But like they're playing Avengers. Like there is definitely an audience for this game and you know, there's a lot of issues with it and whatever. But 100%. Like, I, yeah. If you've never heard me talk about Avengers, there are a lot of issues for Avengers. This is not me saying it's a nine out of 10. And I, I'm not going to be a broken record here myself, but it's like, that's a game that I, I want to just get done with it. I want to be able to say I completed the single player, but I haven't yet. And yeah. it's like, I've tried booting it up a couple of times and I'm just like, I literally have games I want to play right now. And it's totally. just hard for me to do it. And that sucks. Cause like I, for a Marvel 
single player story game that is short enough like i should just be like all right this is the thing i want to be doing right uh but again not to be too negative on this because i have a question for you you about this uh end game and like and where you're at is so you're saying you want more content i know you want more content because you're excited and you want new stuff to do do you think that there's enough in this end game of what you've been playing to to make it a sustainable experience until that new stuff comes for you I mean, it really depends on how, I mean, this is such a personal question because like, you know, we, we joke around about it, you know, because it, it, it's this weird sliding scale where Goldfarb and I, I think, have put, are playing a ton of it. Like we're, you know, if it's one of those like with the recent games coming out and Crash and all that stuff in Spelunky for him, like changing it up a bit. If we were online, we were playing this game and him and I are both uh, about to, you know, have capped out our second character. And obviously in the middle of that, we're working on a third, which I won't get into the minutia of, but like, the first four days sean and i would joke around about the kids you'd see on the subreddit who are like i already have everybody to level 50 and there's nothing this game's dead and it's like you how many hours did you did you sleep you put all this time into this game and played it that way like i understand why that game's dead to you and for that person it's been dead since launch right or with launch week or whatever whereas for us like you know we're still pushing sean who gets to play less than us because he's east coast to finish it to 150's final character and he's close mm-hmm. but he's, it takes a lot of time to do that and so it's this weird sliding scale of right I, for me to run out of patience with the game there either need to be something great come through that i i want to go play like what we're talking about with miles or anything else or even you know what i need to play for review and stuff like that there one of those comes in because like when we get watchdogs when we get assassin's creed when we get those kind of games in obviously i'm gonna stop playing them to go play those or play stop playing avengers go play that there's enough there right now with the current system we have to go through and have me wanting to level these characters up all the way unlock everything on their battle pass but once i like you know like i don't care about hulk i don't like hulk like so when i if i was to be into hulk's battle pass and i was finishing off all the levels for that and like then it's like what the if i if you do if i did all of that then yeah i'd be like well what the fuck like why would i still play this why would i keep coming back Mm because even playing it now it is the excitement of man when they drop whatever they're going to drop we're going to be ready to do it like you know we're already planning what who will be playing what and what we'll be running around and doing whether you know and like is it this uh is is it the wakanda stuff is it when's the secret lab coming like when's the next war table like there's so many questions out there that it is the it, we are excited for the new content it is kate bishop happening sometime in october it is clint happening sometime in november and the story missions that come with them like there's a bunch of cool shit on the horizon but i still think them doing a war table would go really far as because the next war table is supposed to be the roadmap so i would think again we were lot we're recording this monday the fifth i would expect this week which is their one month anniversary pretty much week like they'd be like hey it's been a month and here's how many you know servo bots you've killed and here's what's going on how many levels and here's what's going on for the future and what we're dropping right now and what kate looks like and yada 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 but we'll yeah. see what do, do we have a, a time frame on kate they've said for kate it's the end of october for clint it's the end of november holy shit okay cool yeah yeah which again like we're in october so it's like let's talk about that let's get a real date let's figure out all this other stuff and like i think for a lot of people because again you can go listen to our games cast review of avengers like lots of problems with avengers you know what i mean and like i understand them and we joke around about them all the time when we play i think the influx of content is would solve so many people's of the fan base right now current complaints with it mm. of just feeling like oh man like where is there new stuff to do like we're running the same missions over and over again which if i was playing with randos or just matchmaking i'd probably see or i, I wouldn't say i should see i would understand and care more about it, like oh god this sucks but when it is me and my friends fucking around for two hours every night before bed i'm having a good time i don't mind yeah cool 
Tim, it's time for trophies and chill. This is where we look into one of your PSN profiles. Uh, today, we're going to be looking at Evans. Evan wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can. and says, I have 69 platinums. Nice. And wanted to share this accomplishment. But something really strange has been happening. I've been getting really sexy messages from strangers on PSN. Like accounts send me links that I don't click with pictures of titties. And this hasn't happened until I got 69 plats. Wondering if people with 69 platinums are specifically targeted. Then he uses the little uh, emoji with the the monocle in. Anyways, my handle is running Cheeto. I'm a runner and a redhead. Uh, we're, I don't, I've never heard of people at level 16 of 69 platinums getting a lot of titties in their, uh, PSN messages. Don't click on the links. I don't love click it. The links. I love but it, I, man. I'm glad that's happening for you. Don't click the links. I am on psnprofiles.com slash running Cheeto looking here. Uh, running Cheeto's description reads, Scooby-Doo is my favorite anime. He currently is a level 26 in PSN trophies, 5,482 trophies with 69 plats. Uh, right, right here, he's working on Kingdoms of Amalurri Reckoning. Started that. He's got seven trophies in Marvel event, Marvel's Avengers. Uh, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, he's been playing. Ghost of Tsushima, only nine of 52 trophies. I would say that should be your next platinum because that's a great game and you're already there and want to start working on it. But let's look into these platinums. The 69th platinum was, in fact, The Last of Us Part Two. Before that, it was Days Gone. Before that, Sekiro, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Death wow. Stranding. Damn, Death Stranding. Nice job there. Uh, God of War, The Witcher 3, Watch Dogs 2, Soul Calibur, Astrobot, Spire of the Dragon, Life is Strange, The Playroom VR, uh, Jack X, Final Fantasy 15, Persona 5 mm. Dancing All Night. These are real trophies. These are real these good are, These are some real good shit here. I mean, Final yeah, Fantasy yeah. 15, man. There's some, or sorry, Final Fantasy 7 Remake. There's some hard shit in there. Time consuming shit for sure. Got the Gravity Rush Remastered Platinum in here. Got Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, I see right there. I'm probably already past 4. Did The Last of Us Remastered Platinum. Very nice. Very, very nice. Oh, you were double dipping too. You already had the Uncharted trophies before then. Your first, oh my God, your first platinum of all time, God of War Ascension. That's not one you see often, the God of War Ascension platinum, followed by Jack and Daxter, Jack 2, God of War Chains of Olympus. Evan, hats off to you, running Cheeto. You have a very good PSN profile of trophies. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PS. I love you. XOXO. Remember, the show isn't over yet. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Watch us do the post show over there. Of course, you can also write in with your own questions, comments, concerns. You can get the show ad-free, and you can enjoy the post show. You can also watch it live, just like the Lou is, Mike Ella is, Sam Gray is, Chance Carter are. Oh, okay. Hold on. Chance Carter in the chat says, I get those titty messages too, but I've only got 10 platinums. So there you go. <laughs> Titties are just out there for everybody on PSN, apparently. Don't click the links. Uh, however, if you have no bucks tossed our way to watch us record the show live each and every Monday, you can wait till Tuesday when you can get on YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. It's got ads. It doesn't have the post show, but it's still a good time. Tim, I'm sorry it's taken so long to get you on volume two here of PSN. I love, I love it. This I'm was so much fun. It. It was, yeah. Uh, Let's continue to the post show, but for everybody else, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.